Mike Dempsey here for Underdog Fantasy, where you just draft your team and Underdog handles the rest. And you can win big cash prizes. Go to underdogfantasy.com or the Underdog Fantasy app and sign up with code 1010XL. That's Underdog Fantasy. Use code 1010XL. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Coogan Nation. Time to rise and shine and start your day with Duval Sports Media Big Steppers. Dan Hickett. You know it! Jeff Prosser. It's a big deal. Gosh, it sure is a big deal. And E to the T. E.T. is in the booth. <laughs> Rise and shine, Google's go time on a Friday morning. It's a GFL Friday. It's a thank goodness we're here. It's Friday. It is, in many ways, a feeling like this for me. E.T., good morning, friend. What's up, Jeffrey? Hop in Santa's sleigh with me for just a second, if you would. You know what it feels like today here, the eve of the playoffs? You know what it feels like? What it feel like? Feels like little Johnny, little Johnny Jaguars getting ready to get tucked into bed on Christmas Eve. Visions of sugar plums and playoff wins dancing in his head. He's got his little footy pajamas on. You know the one I'm talking about? Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. They've already started tracking Santa on that NORAD, right? They saw snow. Look, they, they saw it was only two in the afternoon where little giant Jimmy Jaguar, Johnny Jaguar, whoever the hell I named him was. They, they started tracking it for little Jimmy Jaguar. Old Santa was way over there over Iceland. It was only 2 o'clock in the afternoon. How can that be, Jimmy Jaguar said. That's okay. I know Santa's coming. They keep, they keep tracking old Santa for little Jimmy Jaguar. Footies firmly in place. Tucked nice and tight in his bed. Here comes Santa. Then somewhere over the Atlantic, Santa got shot down. Oh, dang. That's what I feel like. And there was no Christmas. There was no Santa. There was no present under the tree. Just a stark reality of walking out the front yard and looking up and down the neighborhood. Look at all the shiny toys all the new kids, all the kids are playing with. Doggone it. Why did I get anything? (laughs) That must have been naughty. (sighs) So, yeah, uh, here we sit. There are actually playoffs this weekend, gang. Uh, complaints, man. Uh, Complaints about a couple of things. We'll get into that as we move through this football Friday. We got the Whisperer today. Fascinating conversations about quarterbacks. It's what we do with the Whisperer, and there are certainly some storylines. You think about the quarterbacks in this postseason, man. What we we know this, right? We know quarterbacks are ultimately, even if we're not doing it at the time, defined, quite frankly, by Super Bowls, right? That's for us the difference between Philip Rivers and Ben Roethlisberger. Between Philip Rivers and Eli Manning. Super Bowls. Uh, Captain Obvious now appearing. The most ultimate, important, defining thing for a quarterback. End of story. Super Bowls trump talent. If Dan Marino had five Super Bowls, we would be debating GOAT status versus Brady and his seven, but he doesn't. He has none. If Joe Montana had no Super Bowls, he would be an afterthought in NFL history. Doesn't immediately mean that Marino has more talent than Joe Montana, but you you get my drift, right? 
And so as this this postseason sets up, you know, so much. At we're not looking at it right now, but buddy, by the time we get to the end of the year and down the years and through the years, which of these quarterbacks? Think about who's positioned here, man. Tua, what's he going to be? There's a whole tank for Tua movement. Now his team's awfully beat up. That by the way, whatever happens this postseason, that doesn't end the definition. We're going to have next year and the year and the year and the year. And most of these quarterbacks I'm about to reference are going to be quarterbacking year after year after year after year. Who emerges? We know what Mahomes is, but he's already arrived, right? He's in this postseason and they're they're all in his vapor. Josh Allen. What's the career look back on Josh Allen if he wins Super Bowls versus I, I can bring up that Philip Rivers is kind of the most contemporary to me guy. Uh, Matt Ryan, maybe to a degree. Guys who had great stats, great careers, constant playoff teams, but never won the big one. In some cases, never even got there. Then you got the young guys, right? Jordan Love, CJ Stroud. Hopefully, they for their fan bases, they think just the beginning. It's their Trevor moment from a year ago. And I guess we learned a fantastic finish and then a positive postseason doesn't necessarily translate into guaranteed success the next year. Dak Prescott is no longer a second or third year player. Dak has been positioning as at times, look, he was an MVP candidate not long ago, might still be. But where is Dak Prescott ultimately into the line, where is, is he good enough to win a Super Bowl? That's what you're asking about all these quarterbacks. Are they? You may think they are. I think that Trevor Lawrence is good enough to win a Super Bowl with the Jags. All things else being in place and running and humming, I think he's more than good enough to be a Super Bowl quarterback. Doesn't mean I'm right. And you got these intriguing, I mean, which Hollywood agent scripts these bad boys? Matthew Stafford returning to Detroit to face Jared Goff, who he was traded for. And then what to make of the Eagles? Again, intriguing quarterback. No one's going to confuse ever Baker Mayfield for a Hall of Famer. But, man, what a year he had, huh? He lit us up. Lit us up like the 4th of July, as they say. And then Jalen, Christmas. Yeah, Jalen Hurts is beat up and banged up. The Eagles have fallen apart down the stretch. Was it just a sign of what's about to come? We'll see. That's a Monday nighter, by the way. Plenty of time still to uh, ponder that. And with all of that on the table, the playoffs aren't nearly the biggest story in the NFL, are they? Oh, there's some big boys out there. I mean, the biggest story is the GOAT is off the farm. Bill Belichick, we told you about this. It happened yesterday during the show. Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft met the media just after we went off the air. And, yeah, the GOAT, he gone. Uh, Robert and I, after a you know, series of discussions, have uh, mutually uh, agreed to um, part ways. And uh, for me, this is a day of um, you know, gratitude and celebration. Uh, we had a vision of you know, building a winner, building a championship football team here. And, 
that's exceeded, exceeded my, my wildest dreams um, and expectations. And I always have those, those great memories. I'll carry with those, those with me the rest of my life. And thus ends the f- fantasy conclusion of the Patriot way. I mean, what a ride it has been for most of it, those three. Brady, Belichick, Kraft. Buddy, they proved. They proved. When you have top elite, you know, top three at all times during the game. Look, there have been seasons in Bill Belichick's 24 years where he wasn't the Super Bowl winner. He won six. You know what that means? 18 other coaches were better than him that year, you could argue. Tom Brady, statistically and otherwise, wasn't the best quarterback in the NFL every year. Shoot, what was that huge, long gap between Super Bowls? Like 10 years, wasn't it? And Robert Kraft is the overseer of it all. You know, when, when during Camelot, when the things were going great and uh, people were still in primes of their career, there uh, rarely any conflict within. And, you know, for Brady, 20 years there, Belichick, 24, it just it reaches a point. And, you know, Kraft chose Belichick over Brady, so to speak. And that was the first, you know, crack at Belichick and the Patriots responded as a playoff team. Then he brought in Matt Patricia to run the offense. They fell back to 8-9, and nine, and basically Belichick, the ultimate control freak, lost his. Without necessarily Belichick's consent, Robert Kraft and Gerard Mayo, who may very well be the next head coach of the New England Patriots, by the way, crafted a long-term deal for him, kind of like this insinuation that he will be the coach in waiting. Belichick was kind of forced, not just by the fan reaction, to say, yeah, bringing in a defense coordinator as the offense coordinator really wasn't a good idea. He goes and he gets Bill O'Brien, but truth behind the scenes, the thought was that Belichick and his side thought the offense was making great progress as they got to 8-9 and nine that year. And by changing uh, offense coordinators, even though the guy they had was not playing to very good reviews, actually hurt the team. Well, here's Bill Belichick, the GOAT, the GM, the coach, and suddenly his opinion isn't the most important one? Okay. Yeah, probably time. Is it a no-brainer, E.T.? If you are a fan of one of the teams with an opening right now, the Carolina Panthers, the Washington Commanders, the Los Angeles Chargers, the the, the Tennessee Titans, the Atlanta Falcons, the Vegas Raiders, the Seattle Seahawks. If you're a fan of those teams, is there any way you don't want Bill? I guess I don't know how to phrase this exactly right. Do you want Belichick? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You, you right. got to make him say no. Yeah, okay. Not like a no, Brian. I don't want to hear any fan base say, yeah. well, no, he did this, that, or the other. The most fascinating combination out there to me is this, and I can only speak to decades of weariness of being emotionally tied to this franchise for a lot of years, like you are to your Jaguars, then disconnected. You know, I've said this before. I mean, if the Jags and Falcons play, I, that's like a hundred to zero who I want to win. 
you know. But nobody knows Atlanta Malays like your boy here. Ain't no Falcon fan out there hearing me that can we can have a comprehensive conversation where we're both in the same uh, level of knowledge and pain and torture. Uh, it would be the most fascinating example of two sports legacies colliding than the miserable failure that is the Atlanta Falcons and the uber success of Bill Belichick. Who, that's like an, an Avengers movie. Who wins that battle of entity? Is Bill Belichick enough to rescue the flailing Atlanta Falcons who have found a way in at every step of the process of trying to win, they have bottomed out from losing 28-3 leads in Super Bowls to having number one draft picks because they're so bad. This year's Atlanta season is a perfect example. Y'all don't know, they lost five out of six weeks on the last second field goal. You hear me? Five out of six weeks they lost on a last second field goal. Think about how terrible you are. You are Charlie Brown going to kick the ball. We need to get Lucy out of there and let Belichick hold it and see what we can do. I don't know. We'll see. So, uh, not often. Now, there is this. He's 71, too, now, he. 71. Listen, uh, these things are kind of true. Just based on nutrition, physical fitness, mental acuity, and everything else. 60 is the new 50, 70 is the new 60, 80 is the new 70. I mean, Robert Kraft's 82 up there talking yesterday. I, You know, just as, as strong and capable as ever. And so at Belichick at 71, you do probably know you've got a lifespan, right? you got a lifespan. You know, i got Bill Belichick for the next 15 years. And if you're Belichick, do you, do you, do you handpick the one that gets you there the quickest? Or is this a long game? Would you take just as much satisfaction out of turning around a miserable... Let's not lose sight of what the Patriots were for most of their existence. And I know they flashed to a Super Bowl in 86. They uh, Parcells got them good. They lost a Super Bowl with Parcells. But boy, for my whole childhood, for the whole entire 70s, the Patriots were miserable. And into the early 80s, miserable franchise. So Belichick and where he can uh, potentially land now adds a little bit more spice uh, to the offseason. That's to say the least. So we've got a lot more football talk to get into. Even, you know, back back to, again, missing the playoffs. Like a little kid misses Christmas. This is not the reportable. This isn't the... Um, Sourced, confirmed information that's bubbling out there in the Jaguar swamps. But just like the whole feel good, upward arrow up aura of this franchise a year ago, but it doesn't feel like that now. Nope. You hear stories of rattling and discontent among the power players now within the organization. And it's it's not a good feeling. You feel me, E.T.? Oh, I feel you. 
And, and again, I'm not going to go into he said who said this social media site said this, this rumors that and that. But it's 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 scurrilous kind of stuff, man. It's some unaccountable, uh, wrong stepping, potential backstabbing, not clearly communicated bubbling going on within the franchise to the point that you wonder considering where the bubbles are rumored air tag air quotes to be coming from it makes you concerned for the success moving forward and I say this delicately with the three most important parts of the franchise Again, seemingly involved in some of the bubbling, that would be the quarterback, the coach, and the GM. I'll just kind of leave it at that. It's not copacetic and peaceful over there. And when you have, allegedly, the pops of the quarterback liking, uh, you know, certain tweets that other people put out about, well, Trevor must not like what's built around him, or boy, the old line isn't good, or boy, Balgi needs to do something different. When, when the allegedly... Pops, is, was that ever confirmed, Deke? Can I take the alleged off of that, or do we? Does that just? I didn't confirm it. That's but just kind of. That's uh-huh. kind of the noted. Right. Yeah. So anyway, that's, that's where we are. Let's let's see. The, the the common thought around here seems to be. I mean, anybody I talk to is that no one expects any more changes. Why am I not so sure about that? I don't feel that. I feel like there's still some. I don't think there's like you know firm confirmation on any decisions that Shai Khan has made about this team moving forward. And the most likely of any of those three uh, wouldn't be the quarterback or the coach at this stage of where things stand. So, you know, again, the burbly gurgly, this guy may not like this guy who doesn't like the way this is being built, who thinks that this guy should worry about play and not making decisions, who thinks that, you know, there's a lot of that going on, man. I can tell you one thing. I tell you one thing that annoys a coach more than anything when they get stepped on, when they get told that people they trust for their part of the organization they need to get rid of. And look what happened with just Wink Martindale and his just the assistants under the assistant. It was enough for him to cuss the boss, slam the door, and head south to Florida. So we shall see. We still have the important issue of the uh, defensive coordinator. A lot more to talk about today. Um, you know, I got to feed my producer every now and then. ET loves the weather or not game, so we'll play that when we come back on the other side. I trust he's got some prize packs, you know, squirreled away for us. Oh, there it is. Hmm. We'll talk to Captain Kev though when we come back. So, Captain Kevin favors fishing report, and then load up those. What can we give him? E? What you got in there? Oh man, we're gonna. Do, I'm gonna go in the prize closet. We got some sweet ten ten shirts. Uh, I'm going to dig in the bag. All man. right, good. I'm going like to dig in the bag. So, uh, unlike the unfulfilled playoff presence, we're actually going to deliver here. Uh, with a quick game of whether or not, that's coming up next segment. First, Captain Kev, a lot of football talk today about the party we weren't invited to. This is the drill on a GFL Friday. That's Green for Life. Trust Green for Life for all your commercial roll-off needs. All right, uh, a couple open lines there, 641-1010, if you want to play weather or not when we're done. Weather's certainly a factor in this roller coaster uh, week, uh, Kev. I mean, oh. I just don't know what you're going to get. I, I 
I, I, I don't even know, if, like, not even from, like, the element standpoint when it comes to the fish and how they may bite, but just, you know, as the guy who's doing the fishing, it's got to be a little bit frustrating. We, we, we talked about this on the, on the forecast show last night, yeah. that, that you, you know, you can't even basically run a charter business right now. You know what I mean? Because it's like, you don't know. I mean, you don't know from, 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 my dog's going crazy. Well, that happens. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and it's like, all right, well, maybe tomorrow's going to be pretty. You know, I'll call, I'll call Travis. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you can't, you can't book a, a charter for next week. There's just no way. Um, it's, uh, it, and by the way, fishing's fantastic. I mean, the inshore fishing is, Probably as good as it's been in years. We've talked about this all fall and winter. You know, I mean, it, it just continues to be really good. And the weather yesterday was just absolutely magnificent. Yeah. Have you? <clears throat> Last have you couple ever days. Done an, yeah. Ever, have you ever been on an inshore trip, Jeff, where you no. actually sight, sight cast no, redfish? No, no, no. It, it is. Mm. It is so much fun. I mean, it's, uh, it it's definitely it. it's, it's definitely top five for something that we do around here. You know, I mean, that's. Uh, um, you know, years ago, that's why fly fishing for reds became so popular, you know, and uh, because in, in Northeast Florida, you can do that. But we've just we've just had the weather and, and the fishery this year, especially to, to do that. I want to say that. I mean, you, you've had, you know, opportunities of beautiful weather, but my gosh, just like today um, and in and, and the next couple of days. Now, the, you know, looking at the forecast, I mean. I know the guys are just, you know, chomping at the bit to, to try to go wahoo fishing. I mean, maybe Sunday. I mean, they're, they're calling them north winds 5 to 10 and, and seas 2 feet or less. Um, I just, I, it, it for me, it's just iffy. Anytime there's a north wind, I just, um, I don't trust it, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and this afternoon, I was looking at the forecaster calling for sea fog, and I don't know if you've ever been caught in sea fog. I don't. It's funny you say that. I don't. I mean, I can see it. Like when you say sea fog, like actually out over the water, it'll be foggy. Yeah. Is that, have you ever, I mean, I've seen it foggy just, you know, on shore. I don't know if I've ever seen, like, you know, that's Scooby-Doo stuff. It it is Scooby-Doo stuff. And it's, and it's, it's way more thick than, than land fog. Wow. I mean, oh my God, it is. It's blinding. Um, now, it, it seen it inshore, you know, we've we've all been on the river and that and, and it been like that, but not yeah, yeah. not not yeah, over yeah. the water. It, it'll it, it'll it'll it look it'll look like a cloud coming at you, but wow. it's but it, and and it's um it, it's it, it it gets cold, it gets wet, um, and it's thick. I mean, you can't you cannot see if you don't have any instruments, um, then 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 you're 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 dead in the water. What day or, is that? Or, Tomorrow. Or, uh, this afternoon is what they're calling wow. for. Yep, yep, nutty. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. This this weather is <laughs> is, is crazy. But um, you know, two things: um, sheephead fishing is is really good, which it's supposed to be. Yeah, you know, time. January J- January February when when water, water temperature um, those those fish are um, they're all getting ready to to spawn as soon as it warms up just a little bit. Preferred bait uh, there is it? The, is it the crab? Is it the the shrimp or either? It, or it, what? It's 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 absolutely the fiddler crab. Yeah, the fiddler crab. Um, you know, and and they're 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 hard to get this time of year because in the wintertime they bury up. I mean, they 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 go into hibernation. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. so but but you can absolutely use live shrimp. 
yeah, yeah. For, for 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 sheephead. I mean, they'll when they're when they're hungry, they'll 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 bite everything. So right. it, it's it, you just got you just got to watch weather. And I really don't like next week. I mean, you know, they're they're calling for some down. Yeah. Well, they're calling for some highs of forties. Yeah. What you is know? that? Uh, they, you know what we call that? You know what we call that around the Prosser House? That's a fireplace day. <laughs> That's what that is. I like yeah, some I think, fireplace days. I, I think that you're going to see quite a bit of those in, in, in the next couple of weeks. So, yeah. all um, right, all, all, all good, brother. What you got on the outdoor show tomorrow? Um, so it's the last week of hunting season. Oh, for for, for all of us in Georgia. So there is. Um, which, so, there, which, so there's no which, outdoor show. You just got to hang up the guard. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Actually, I, I'll be there. Okay. Uh, Loggerman, Loggerman's going to be in the woods, and, and Captain Kirk's going to be in the woods. So myself and uh, Captain Leon Dana are going to be handling it, and uh, we're, we're going to have fun. We're going to. He's been fishing. He's been fishing three or four days a week. He's a he's an animal. So nice. That's, nice. Why, that's why I've got him on the on, on the show tomorrow, so we can talk about it. All right, sounds good. Have a have a great uh, show, great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. You too, buddy. Have a great weekend. All right, there he goes. That's Captain Kevin Fair with the All Pro Roofing Hotline. <clears throat> the Gookins love that outdoor show now. That's, yeah, a, that's a loyal following, and that's a good list. It, listen, I find myself listening to it, right? I know a little about fishing. I'm not going to sit here and position myself as some sort of expert. But they are, the weather's just so laid back, and what they talk about and, you know, off-tangent that they get, it's a good listen, even if you don't give a care about hunting or fishing. That's your boy right here. Right? I listen to it, too. It's good. Right? It's entertaining. Yeah, it is. It's just kind of, you feel like you just walked up on old boy's porch. They're sitting around, right, after a long day, you know, sucking on a Miller Lite or something. What it feels like, or coffee, whatever it may be. Um, you want to play some weather or not? I uh, look here. Here's the deal. Uh huh. I, I can ratchet this thing one way or another. Okay. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you got to get three, right? Remember, you got to get two American and one world. Right, right. Sometimes one American, one world. Uh huh. Here's the danger. See, in the middle ground, there's like one and a half. Because here's the deal. With the one-and-one, one, the Googas can get lucky. That can pop one on me. It can be over early. True. All right? Sometimes one-and-one, one, if they don't, though, don't let me get any momentum, E. Uh-huh. <laughs> don't let me, yeah, don't let me get the freak groove going. But sometimes with two, it, it's too hard, and then you combine that with the groove I get going, and it's just like, I mean. It's, it's over with. They got no hope. You know, I tie half my brain behind my back, and having to get the three for can be too tough a task even for the most hardened weather knowledgeable Guggen. The game is simple, folks. I'm going to give you an American city, two American cities. Ask which will be hotter or colder today. If you get it right, you move on to the world round. Get them both right. And E is going to tiptoe back to the prize closet. Yes, sir. Oh, and he's going to walk out with a bundle for you. That's right. And you're going to like it. Ooh. Uh, Kev's line is open up at 641-1010 if you want to uh, join in to play along. As long as uh, none of our first three... Take home the prize right out the gates. We'll stop with my guy, Papa G, over there in Mandarin. Good morning, Papa. Good morning, sir. How are we doing? I'm doing great, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. Happy New Year. Uh, sorry we went out of the season like we did, but, uh, hey, I'll be listening every single morning throughout it, man. We, uh, you guys do an awesome job, and All I right. really appreciate it. All right. Appreciate your kind words. Which of these two cities will be cold? Is he there? I'm here. Okay, good. Thought maybe we had an alien abduction. Which of these two, which of these two cities will be colder today? Cleveland, Ohio, or Asheville, North Carolina? I'm going to go with Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, Asheville, 34. Cleveland, 30. Oh, we did have an abduction. Oops. Sorry, Papa G. You have see a good you. day. Did you see what I did there? I saw what you I did. Mean, I mean, I kind of feel, yeah. Let's go to Scott Mander and see what kind of answers he's got for us. Good morning, Scott. How are we doing? 
You there? Scott and three. Scott and two. Scott and one. He gone. He gone. Ah, that's a shame. That's a shame what happened right there. Look, look what happened. That line opened up right up and it got filled. You know what the best side is, E? West side. Johnny joins us. Hey, Johnny, you ready? What's up? Good morning. All right, here we go. These are your two cities. Which of these two cities will be warmer today? Cincinnati, Ohio, or St. Louis, Missouri? Which will be warmer today, Cincinnati or St. Louis? The natty is warmer. Cincinnati is going to be 44. St. Louis, 46, my brother. I tricked you. Makes sense. The natty should be warmer. Whether or not makes no sense. We go no by no societal definitions of sense here at whether or not. The freak groove is forming, gang. Freaky, freaky. Andrew Jack's Beach, you better bounce here. Andrew, you, bounce, all right, you ready? Which of these two cities will be colder today? New Orleans, Louisiana, or Memphis, Tennessee? Which will be colder today? New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans is going to be 61 for a low. Memphis, 52. Sorry, Andrew. Call that in the business a loser. Mind freak. What has happened here? I, this wasn't even my intent. Steve is next. Steve, you ready? Steve, oh, Steve's, Steve's over there in the hood representing the SJC for him. Let's see how he does. Which of these two cities will be colder today, Steve? Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, or Portland, Oregon? Which will be colder? Oh, I got to go with my peeps in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh 29, Portland 39. To the world round we go. You ready? Here we go. I need to know which of these two cities will be warmer today. Amsterdam or Helsinki? Which will be warmer today? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Got it. It's never, never warm in hell. <laughs> you going to Amsterdam? I'll go Amsterdam. Amsterdam 39, Helsinki 31, and Steve from Bartram is taking home the prize pack. Nice job, Steve. Shut way, up, to, Steve. way to stunt the mind freak. We'll put him on hold. It was freaky enough to make him come back for more. You hear what I'm saying? Was it enough for you? See, E loves you, Googans. I mean, he is a man of the people. He roots against y'all hard in this. I do. He sits in there and he giggles. Uh He shrieks. He does a little Hercules clap sometime. He gets so excited when you get mind freaked. I point and laugh. He does. He laughs at you falling down. Uh, But, Steve, line one is a winner. We'll head off to break. Come back with a football fix. It's GFL Friday. Thanks for listening to The Drill. So, apparently, there is still an NCAA, and they still swing a sword, and, buddy, this came out of nowhere. FSU gets hit hard with, I was going to say, allegations of cheating, but now they get hard with punishment for evidence of cheating. It's the first time the NCAA has stepped out into this NIL process as deeply as they do in this case. But yesterday, college sports governing body announcing significant penalties for FSU, two years probation. They have to disassociate with their NIL collective for one year. The reason? Violating the rules on NIL when it comes to using them as a recruiting inducement. Offensive coordinator Alex Atkins suspended three games for his involvement. The university has to uh, disassociate Cut off ties with a specific booster for three years. 
It's the first time the NCAA has severed the relationship between a school and its collective as part of an infractions case. First time the NCAA has punished a school coach or collective for using NIL as an inducement. Uh, The NCAA did not identify the O.C. Atkins by name, but said the assistant coach drove a prospect to a meeting with the head of a program's most prominent NIL collective during his official visit to campus. At the meeting, the booster offered him $15,000 a month and encouraged him to play for the Knowles. Investigators did not cite head coach Mike Norvell as having committed any violations. Uh, The belief, as reported by Yahoo, is that the booster involved is one of the leaders of FSU's Rising Spear Collective. Believe it or not, no, it's hard to believe, there are NCAA rules prohibiting boosters from using the promise of NIL deals as an incentive to try and convince a prospect to, you know, either come or transfer to a particular school. I got to be honest, I thought that was going on. I thought here in the Wild West of college sports, that was allowed. I didn't even know you couldn't do it that way. Sounds to me like FSU needs a better middleman than sending the OC out there on the official deal. Significant penalties here. I mean, it's big. Uh, Two years probation. Lose five scholarships. Recruiting restrictions that include seven official visits, a a six-week reduction in recruiting communication time, and 24 fewer in-person recruiting days during the current academic year. Wow. Who knew? There's an NCAA. I thought their NCAA was down to now only using no rhyme or reason in allowing their transfers. I thought that that was all they were doing now. But no, apparently, um, apparently they still like to play enforcer. So, um, certainly not the news you're looking. I mean, this isn't. We skipped past the rumors and allegations part, didn't we? Huh? Hey, FSU beat reporters, man. Ear to the ground over there or what? I don't think they did all this in about two days. They kept this one nice and under wraps. I mean, we don't hear a, 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 a peep about it until the NCAA whacks them with the penalty upside the head. Fire the band. We got a football fix. Let's keep some of the NFL news and notes first. Uh, how about let's just uh, get down to cases here. Let me remind you what the actual schedule is. Saturday, we got two games, a 4.30 and an 8. Browns, Texans. Um, Man, you want to talk about a generational battle? A Joe Flacco could be C.J. Stroud's daddy. He's that much older, isn't he? I mean, the oldest uh, QB in the league, I would guess, is Flacco and the rookie C.J. Stroud there in Houston. Uh, Tua in the fence, got to go play below zero at Kansas City. Uh, and the Chiefs. By the way, uh, Travis Kelsey in the news yesterday says he is committing to play to 2024. Good news for all you Swifties. Bad news for all you fantasy football GMs. <laughs> Don't waste your pick on Kelsey next year, boys. I did this year. All right, so there's only two games on Saturday. I, I wish there were three on Saturday and two on Sunday, to be honest. But Sunday, you got one, 4.30, and eight. The one o'clock game, Steelers, Bills. Man, that'd probably be another, you know, frigid contest. Packers-Cowboys. Those two teams have played a lot of memorable playoff games through the years. That's the 4-30 game in Dallas. And then the Sunday nighter, Rams-Lions. Got a Monday night game again this year. It's the Eagles at the Bucks uh, to that end. Steelers, who 
learned this week they will not have T.J. Watt. Did get some good news on the injury front. It looks like Minka Fitzpatrick set to return, so the defense does get a boost there. Again, weather going to be such a big factor there. When it gets, listen, I think when it rains, E.T., I really sometimes think they think the passing game has a bigger advantage than the running game. Uh-huh, uh-huh. When it's cold and windy, though, right? then it's advantage, physicality, running. Who can open up some lanes, man? It's, I it, want to. Because here's another thing, too. When it's that cold, it's frozen, you got to do some tiptoeing with your running, right? You're not just planting a foot and going. You'll oh. end up with the splits like you stepped on a banana peel. So these games in Kansas City and Buffalo where it's just going to be ridiculous uh, conditions. He who runs and stop the runs uh, stops the run. We may go old school football in those things. Jalen Hurts is nursing an injured finger back to health. Look, it's only a middle finger, but it's on his throwing hand, and that certainly can create some problems. This is a real gut check game for the Eagles, who have been dismissed as unworthy. They have certainly gone in the tank down the stretch. It's the defense that has deserted them. That defense last year was 70 sacks and all those pressures. They got like a Jaguar number of sacks this year. They had like 42, I think. Uh, Colts quarterback, Anthony Richardson, injured in part because of his physical style. Says he will not change his playing style when he comes back. I would uh, suggest that. You got it. Hopefully all these grown uh, bones and sprains and tears grow back stronger than they were initially because such a big guy, he sure gets injured a lot. Uh, Jair Alexander, who had to be suspended by his team for <laughs> the silliest thing, going out for the coin toss when he's not a captain and eligible to go out there. He rolled an ankle in a jog through yesterday, so they'll be monitoring his status for that Cowboys game. Uh, the Browns haven't untimely injury and suddenly Denzel Ward's status is up in the air the Pro Bowl corner had a knee injury in yesterday's practice Uh, limited they're offering no details but he's now listed officially as questionable what's the market for Bill Belichick where's the best place for him to land what's the most likely that's part of the conversation as we go through today that Alabama job by the way has already had its first thanks but no thanks apparently and so some of the names and man, especially with this FSU news today, don't discount Mike Norvell as a candidate at Alabama. There seems to be some serious steam behind that possibility. Yeah, that steam's picking up. Right? Seems that way. That's Football Fix. You're welcome. Brought to you by Allstate agent Mandy Bowers, Mandarin, now Orange Park, Home, Life, Business, Auto, Bundle. Make sure you do it all with with Mandy and her team, her dream team, can find the best program of policies for you and yours. Be back with more of the Hicken Arrival, and we'll continue with a GFL Friday right here on The Drill. Ladies and gents, please put your hands together as Dan Hicken enters the studio. This is how we do. It's Friday, Friday. You know it! Sweet! Friday! Oh, that was good. Motion, please. Hey! Ho! Hey, ho! Oh, here. Go Friday. 
Go Friday. Go Friday. She just said turn Friday. it on the highway. I thought I might be a goner today. This is what happened to me, just real quick. Uh-huh. So I'm driving in, and I'm in like a, on, I'm on the highway, driving on the highway, E.T. On the highway. And I'm on a, and I'm the in Dixie a, like, Highway. The R95. Could oh. be the Dixie Highway. I, the Dixie Highway does run right through our area. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so anyway, I'm in a lane on the highway. To the left of me is like one of those big like delivery, like box delivery trucks. You know what I'm talking about? Sir. You know, like a big 18-footer or whatever. Wide, not a semi, big wide vehicle. On the right is like one of those big like F-250 type trucks. You know, the big ones. They sit up high. They've got those side mirrors that are about the size of billboards. You know what I'm talking about? And I'm coming down the middle of them, and each of them, not like super egregiously, not um, like with any intent, but each had that moment. You know how you have that moment when you're driving? Sometimes you're not complete, completely locked in. You'll drift just a bit, like yeah. not out of your lane, but you'll push the far edge of your lane. Yep, yep. But that one moment, I had them each pushing the far edge of their lane and, and right on top of me, Dan Hicken. Squeeze. They were going to accordion me, and I thought perhaps you would be doing the show solo today, and I would be an angel. Wow. That's it. Oh, dear. Sorry, I didn't mean to steal Dan time. It just the highway struck me. Shakes you up. Yeah. Shakes you up. I'm ready. I'm shake, ready shake, for shake. a big weekend of NFL football. I'm back. Despite not having no jacks. <laughs> I feel supposed like I'm the- supposed to be heading down to the bank tomorrow, all pumped up and ready to go and trying to figure out a way yeah. to win so we can get to Baltimore. And yeah. That ain't happening. Mm-mm. That That's ain't not. Happening at all. No, it's not. And you know what? It's disconcerting because, then again, this isn't the reportable stuff. It just, it, 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 it doesn't seem like it's real placid right now within the organization either. No. Like what you hear on the periphery again, and this is the. The world of the you know the rumors and the social media. Well, I mean, it's part of it's their fault. I mean, we haven't heard from the yeah. GM. We, you know, another day goes by. So I mean, you know, the 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 coach did his press conference before he started making moves. So I, it wasn't just like all of a sudden an epiphany and I'm going to fire the defense coordinator. So I mean, obviously he was been thinking about it, and knew he was going to do it. So there's a lot out there percolating, but a lot of it's because of their silence, which makes us sit here and wonder. And because of the other little connect the dot, this person's social media post in response to this and this like, and then this, I heard this, that, and the other, it does seem like there's discord between the three, you know, upper branches of a, of a franchise, GM, coach, quarterback. Legislative, they're, executive, and judicial right, are not all on the same yeah, page. they're not all on the same Checks page. Checks and balances is supposed to be, but it's maybe a little bit more than that right now down there. Yeah. So we'll have to wait and see and see how things start to pan out here, but um, hopefully we start to get a kind of a feel for what's going to happen going forward. I think most feel like this is what we're going to have until they hire the defensive coordinator, and I don't think there are going to be any more changes unless something, unless there's something, like you said, percolating down there that we, that we don't know about. So anyway, with that said, we got crazy weather this week. We got nutty weather in Kansas City. I, I read a statement yesterday. It's not from the NFL, so it's just a, a reporter, but – that Buffalo and Pittsburgh could be on standby to move the game to Cleveland. If the lake effect comes through, it's going to be that bad of a weather. And then if the lake effect comes, it could really. So. Wow. With the, with what the, would you rather see? Well, if I'm Buffalo, I want a game in Buffalo. In the, Even Cle- in the t- yeah. two feet. Like, I'm assuming that the only way they'd move it is if like they were expecting like two feet of snow yeah, like in some six sort hours. Of, yeah. Right? Like yeah. a blizzard. Like, or it's unhealthy. To, for but I like those out. games. They, 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 they carry significant. You know, significant historical. They sit in your memory value. banks too. Yeah, forever, that's what I so. mean. And the fact that it's a playoff game makes it even more. But it does kind of delicious. level the playing field for the underdog. I think. Yeah, 
Yeah. So yeah. that that kind of give away your home field advantage there. But here's what I think. I think that in the end, if and if and if this plays out, then all this talk all season long of man, it's just week to week and blah blah blah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just hyperbole. If if Baltimore is hosting Buffalo and San Fran is hosting Dallas. All, we're all just headed just, that way. I mean, I, I don't know that. moments during the year where it's been If I said teams. that to you, I, you'd, you'd have to say, no, that won't happen. There'll be, you know, I'll take the field on that. I would. But if it does happen, then wouldn't it would be. the would most be, shocking thing in the world. Yeah, it wouldn't, right? But at the same time, would you be shocked if Dallas lost to Green Bay? And would you be shocked if Buffalo yeah. lost to Pittsburgh? I would be shocked if Dallas lost to Green Bay because Dallas hasn't lost at home in yeah, they, and forever, not, and, and they, they play really yeah. well there. And I, so I would be shocked. Mm-hmm. Who's the other one? Pittsburgh at Buffalo. Would it shock you at Pittsburgh? No, won? an ugly game. You no. know where they force turnovers. Yeah, Josh is going to give it away a couple times. Depends when. You know, like Pittsburgh. You know, like against Baltimore. Now, granted, it wasn't Baltimore's A team, but you know, you, you hit a slant. Those those receivers on Pittsburgh are capable. They shake free, and the ball happens to hit them in the hands. They can go 80 on a play. So if they do that and grind one out and uh, drive, they can get 14, and the weather's bad, and it's 14 to 10, and Allen's got the ball, and he's got a score, and, you know, he gets hit. The ball pops, you know, so no, that that one wouldn't shock me, but I would still think that the four best teams are the four that I mentioned. Oh, well, I wouldn't disagree right now, but I, listen, the one thing about the postseason in the NFL and it teaches yeah. is the team gets hot. There's going yeah. to, I just, I don't, I don't think it'll be one, two, one, two. No, I, I don't either. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I guess on the text on design, my lifetime enclosures, a Twitter saying press Taylor scheduled interview for the Seahawks head coaching job. I saw that in there. Somewhere. Is that real or is that a Photoshop? Know. Like, are they playing a, 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 a mean joke on us? Yeah. Let me, let me help you out here. <laughs> don't get too excited. I'm not excited. I'm just curious. I mean, I'm just saying that, telling the people. Oh, oh, oh. Come on. What are we doing? Um, found out that FSU's a bunch of dirty cheaters. That's what we found out. Dirty, dirty cheaters, and I think the program should be given the death penalty for what they accomplished that everybody else is doing. Dang. <laughs> death penalty? Death penalty. Shut the program down. We can't have this in college football. E. The fact that a school would... I don't know. A coach would dare drive a player to a to an NIL meeting? <laughs> That's cheating. Why aren't we doing it? No wonder they've been so good in the well, portal. No, well, I will say this, dude. <laughs> I, I'd be careful uh, any and everyone. This is the beginning. We haven't seen this yet. If they're doing this, if they're digging in, they're not finding this just at Florida State. It's gonna, everywhere. That's what, but it's going to now have to be punished everywhere. If you're FSU it's fan, it's coming, bro. It's if you're FSU hit, they're fan, hit everybody. You hate college football so much right now. The powers of college football. You just they screwed you in the college football playoff. Now they're they're sig- singling you out for something that everybody else does. It's almost like. They're saying, "Oh, okay, you're going to complain and whine and make a stink about this." Okay, well, we'll slap you with this one now. How about that? It's it's beyond ridiculous. The big news with FSU is you're kind of sitting there on pins and needles here, hoping that 
Kalen DeBoer gets named the head coach at Alabama this morning, like quickly, because the buzz in the college football industry is if it ain't Kalen, it's Mike. It's growing towards Norvell. It really is. And honestly, the only, listen, the weird thing about Kalen DeBoer at Alabama is he ain't, he, he ain't from around he's here. He's a California boy, yeah. right? You ain't from around here, are you? Yeah, I, I don't know about that and one. Norvell is, is a Texan. I mean, he's not Alabama, but he's no, certainly but got he's southern roots. been yeah. in the South, for Memphis. Sure. And, yeah. I, listen, it is, I, I got to, listen, let, let's call for what it is. Mm-hmm. It's amazing the turnaround that, that, that he came up with at Florida State. It certainly didn't look like that's where it was headed. Right. That first year and a half, oh, yeah. two years, two and a half years, it did not look like that's where Florida State football uh, was headed. So I, I think the death, if FSU fan is is honest, after a year, after two years, you you thought you were watching the clock like Gator fans watching the clock on Billy Napier. So mm-hmm. you know my my initial reaction was Mike Norvell. I don't know if he's up for the Alabama job, but I mean, shoot, we, he he did an amazing job at Florida State. I have to say that. Well, it's like – Dude went undefeated, like, years after, like, you know, can't get out of their own way. Yeah. And then FSU would immediately pivot to Dion and blah, 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 and, you know, who knows. So, it can, whatever happens, we'll see. But, yeah, they don't – talking to Drew Drew, I mean, he, you know, he's concerned. Concerned about losing Norvell. And they yeah, don't want to lose Norvell. No, of course not. It's not good timing and, you know, so we'll see. But I, I, I don't know. So, that's – I think that's the – all this other stuff is whatever. I I mean, I, like I said, I, I, every but the punishment, every pro- that's, that's fine. But for now, for today's story, you know, I think the punishment is real. I mean, uh, why? What's real about it? I think they'll ignore the punishment. Well, then and just keep doing uh, okay. What they do. Well, then never mind. I don't think there's yeah. any kind of regulation going on in college football whatsoever. Well, the, well, that's how can you say that when that's exactly what this is? Well, they can say it all they want, but I don't know. So you're saying that FSU will ignore the punishment yeah, and give much. as many scholarships as they want and yeah. have as many visits, visits as they want? Yeah, how they okay. gonna, yeah. Interesting. I hadn't yeah. thought of it that yeah, way. I okay. I don't think it's the end of the world on that one. You know? Okay. Um <laughs> and again, I don't I still doesn't it still doesn't explain to me how they keep getting these portal dudes. Like they've done, they they have been outstanding in the portal, and then that to the fan to the you know to the some intel that FSU fan is immediately uh, uh, bombarding with because they're more aware of the situation as opposed to just like the general story that's on ESPN and CBS uh-huh. and put out by the Associated uh-huh. Press uh-huh. is that the collective involved has been disbanded yeah. for over a year, but it is what it is. No yeah. one's saying it's going on yesterday. Yeah, so just, just reporting what no, the NCAA no, I, has You done. just reported the facts. Right. I, and it's amazing FSU, what, FSU, what FSU fan is hearing some of them out well, there. Well, like, because, yeah, you know, listen, if you're an FSU <sighs> fan, you immediately sure. massage this thing that, okay, it's not that big a deal. And if you're me, you tell them, give them the death penalty. Dirty cheaters. Dirty, dirty cheaters. <laughs> Shut them down. What is going on? FSU, SMU, the death penalty bowl. Good luck this year. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, so anyway, we'll see what happens with that. But that's, uh, that's, uh, that was interesting to see that pop down, come down the hatch yesterday, I, I suspect. Well, I mean, I, now, and like I said, now I, that you've told me that they could just ignore it, oh, it's no big deal. So I, honestly, I, I, I I'm not I even I, being, I'm only being half facetious. I, I, I mean, I'm really, I didn't mean, know there was an NCAA except to tell certain transfer kids no. And I, I, that's all the world I, did I, anymore. I promise you this. Look, Florida had its embarrassment with 
the Rashada thing. Who knows what? Maybe we get our three years from that. I don't know. <laughs> and so here, here comes FSU's, and now they'll work through another school or whatever. Right. But no, there's going to be a wave of them, I think. I, listen, if FSU... What FSU did sounds like that must happen. For one, I didn't even know you couldn't do what FSU did. Correct. I did, I thought that that's what was happening right now. It, Kids came into town. They took them over to Sonny's. It is, but they're trying to they're <laughs> trying to separate. I think they're trying to have it run without the booster per se, like the actual booster contact. But the booster's putting the money in it. So what does it matter? You know what I mean? I don't understand. I, 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 I don't it know. makes absolutely no sense. I, I hate think, the here's NCAA. Why. I think I hate them. No, here's why though. Yeah, because it's the same rules everywhere, but it's not the same for every school. So, in other words, if you fly to Mississippi State, you can't do what they did at FSU. I'm assuming because they're all in the same. Well, also remember this too. And again, I'm not an expert. I I don't care either. Cheat. I don't care. I'm mad that we're not cheating like them. Okay, but isn't there something? What did we read about different states and different, you know, with the whole NIL yeah. and all that deal? Remember that? Yeah. So who knows? Well, shame on them all for just, like, opening the floodgates without some some real thought as to what was going on. And this speaks not to the greed of the players, Dan. It speaks to the greed of those that ran the sport. If they'd have just done the right thing 20 years ago yeah. and agreed to give every scholarship athlete 20 grand a year, right. they'd have been happy as could be. Right. And we would have never had all this. And then you could have said, you each get your 20 and then, okay, we're selling out of Tebow jerseys. If, if X amount sells, you get a percentage. And that's based on what you've, you've done and how popular it become, not just yeah. some, you know, rando. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, like I said, but I don't think FSU fan right now hates college football. Um, rolls its eyes at this, this alleged cheating scandal, which is neither cheating nor scandal. But most importantly, wants to hear that Mike Mike is waiting for Mike Norvell to either A, sign a contract extension, or B, come out and say he's staying now. Yesterday, he got a transfer kid from Alabama. But again, Nick Saban was interviewing a receivers coach mm-hmm. 15 minutes before he walked down the hall and said, I'm done. Oh. So you, it's, it's standard operating procedure. Until you hear from your coach who thusly tells you, I'm, not, I'm staying, I'm not going, like Dan Lanning did, puffing on a stogie and saying, I'm here, yeah. you know. That's a good move by Land, by the way. Huh? That's a good move by Land. It's a good move by every one of them. I would never take that job. Well, here's another thing that used to happen. You would you would strive for those top jobs because they would pay four times more yeah. than any other job. Not anymore. No. You make as oh, much as Oh, by the way, the other, the, other, the other attractive thing for Mike Norvell, $4 million payout. Oh, yeah, buyout. Buyout. Yeah, you, the, for, for, well, that's attractive for Alabama. They're yes. getting for free. Yeah. I mean, Who cuts FSU's deals? They cut a rights fee that they can't get out of, and they put a buy it on their own head coach that Dan and I could pay. What are we doing? Uh, by the way, those are, I'm getting a lot of people, what exactly are the penalties? And so to your point, yeah, these are the them. penalties that FSU can ignore. You read them, and I'll tell you how they skirt okay. around them. Offensive coordinator suspended three games. Big deal. Um, uh, He's lo- calling the plays in the skybox, but whatever. Loss of five scholarships over two years. Eh, whatever. Uh, that's five preferred walk-ons. Nod, nod, wink, wink. Right. But first, let's run by the automotive Gray shirt, dealer. whatever. You'll still uh, get paid. You're just not going to get your t- – you're going to have to okay. show a check for tuition. Uh, seven official visits. Those they become never, unofficial. They'll never be they'll never be able to keep track of that. A six-week – Who re- sends it? Hey, have you sent in your official visit list? I mean, what is that? A six-week reduction in recruiting communication time. Yeah, don't buy that at all. That's easy. 24 fewer in-person recruiting You ever days. heard of a pay phone? <laughs> <laughs> Why is Coach Norvell on Tennessee Street? He's, he's, on, he's TikTok. on that payphone. Yeah. He's on TikTok. <laughs> Just go to my TikTok, kids.
All right, let's come back. To I the laugh tip of at show. him because it's ridiculous. I, that's fair. You know, if you're gonna, I really wasn't saying this with any kind of ha ha. Oh, I know FSU. you're not. I mean, when I said it earlier, I, I know you I, were just reporting. Yeah, I agree. I'm just it's, saying, take here. Here's what you do. All right, FSU, uh, you can't play in a bowl game. I'm not saying this is what should happen, but well, I th- like I said, I think they should get the death penalty every single day of my life. But <laughs> FSU. You're not playing in a bowl game, and you're fined $100 million. Oh, okay. Now, those are penalties you can sink your teeth into, Jeffrey. Those ain't happening. Right. These are just stupid-ass, <laughs> ridiculous. They're ceremonial. Wasted. Yeah. Hey, we're watching. We're still here. Roar. Yeah. We're yeah. NCAA. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Again, the only thing I want, I'm sorry. The only thing I want is I want for one of these 80s, and it won't be FSU's guy, but one of these 80s come along and get the get the – like, oh, I'm sorry, your kid, the kid can't play here yet. We're still investigating it. Well, we think he can. He's playing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not fair. He's practiced all summer. Yeah. His mom's dying. He's playing. Yeah. You know, that's what I want. I, I, I want one of these some... 80s just to say, you know what, NCAA? And, and then they hire. Are, are we heading toward the, the super? You know, I of course think we are. We're going we're gonna to end up with like 80 teams who are really eligible to win. The, like uh, AFC, NFC. Yeah, like an 80. And then they are going to just, this is, and those 80 teams will do their own thing outside of the NCAA. And the NCAA only has as much power as you're willing to give them. And with 80 top institutions, both academically and athletically, saying we're breaking away, there's nothing the NCAA it can do. It just takes them so dang long, Jeff. I mean, we've done this show for decades. And I can remember sitting here. 15, 20, I can remember being on other shows saying, look, one day there'll be a college football playoff and everybody will say, gosh, why didn't we have this sooner? And it's going to happen. Just like one day, these things are going to happen. And really what they ought to do is they ought to just say, Coach Saban, you're the new czar of college football. Fix it. I heard a Saban interview. He said it, He said it's not what drove him away, but he no. does think it's out of. Yeah. I think he was honest. He was very honest. Yeah. I just Dude, I age. can't. I can't. I got to work. Like, yeah. his whole thing was, hey, man. I'm not going to do it half a. Yeah. I got to go 14 hours a day. That's hard when you're 72. Yeah. Darn right it is. Yeah. Uh, for you, sure. Yeah. And these guys, by the way, Belichick 71, they're in terrific shape. Mm-hmm. Like, the, like the, 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 the photos going around today, of there's belly squatting about, you know, 250. Uh-huh. Oh, no, these guys are still, they're, that motor still goes. Yeah. Same it'll transition into that TV chair, make another $8 million a year for a few years. and I, I mean, I wouldn't even do that, Dan. If I was Nick Saban, I had all the money that dude's got, man. He's got to be yeah, a he's, billionaire. Yeah, but he's a guy. The reason he is is because he's go, 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 but go. Yeah, but I'll go, go, go to the golf course and do the he, fishing boat. He, he ain't go, go, Can't go, do go. it, huh? Nah. nah. He needs something to scratch the itch, man. Hey, hey Coach, how about— He's got an office. Coach, they, Coach, I'll come up. We'll do 100 a hole. You probably he, can play with me. He went to the office yesterday. I know. At 7 a.m. I know. Yeah, this is the drill. (laughs) Hit it. Ho! All right, Sports Concepts and Razzlejations coming your way. We call it the 10-minute drill. At the end of the drill, he likes to hand out razzle-dazzle. What is today, Emmanuel? Oh, yes, I like to hand out a little razzle-dazzle here at the drill. We care about your health and your wealth. You feel me? I do. So we got a one-year membership to the YMCA of Florida's First Coast Valley for a household up to two. Visit fcymca.org for more info. Hey, and that's at the end of the 10-minute drill. That's right. That's right. At the end of it. So, you know, I hate, I hate, I hate. Eight is a I hate word. my teams. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. last night, I just read, I got excited. I just read something like, hey, you know, the Knicks are going to be favored in their next 18 games. I'm like, dang, that's great. And, and then I look, and they're getting ready to play Dallas, and I say, oh, look. 
Luca's out tonight. Oh, I put my hands together. I start rubbing them together, like getting excited about a victory. And uh, then I'll look up at the end of the first quarter, and it's 44 to 20. <laughs> and I go, well, that's okay. It's only the first quarter. Let's make a run. And then they just kind of maintain that 15 to 20 point lead. And I guess the, Cel- the Celtics Bucks game was so bad. Uh, uh, the, the, the station that has uh, Charles and Shaq. TNT, dump, we call it. Yeah, TNT. They dump out of it. And they go to the Knicks Mavericks. They dump out of I don't stuff. know if I've ever seen a network game get dumped out of like was, that. They For dumped real? out of it. Huh. So I'm watching the Knicks and I'm like, but they can't come back. They can't come back. They're down 20 at the half. And I check in the third quarter because now it's on. And I mean, there's like six minutes to go, and I look, and it's like 111 to 93. And dang, if I don't look up, actually, my son, he says, hey, Dad, you see the Knicks are coming back? I go, there's no way they're coming. And, and I look, and it says one. I'm just throwing numbers out now roughly, but they're, it's like it's like 122 to, or 124 to 114. And all of a sudden, I look up, and it's, 124 to 123. Oh. But we but can't find it. We don't you got have the, Kyrie, though. Kyrie got you. We don't have the game on anywhere. No, what happened is uh, this guy Green, one of the Greens in the NBA, there's 27 of there them. There are a bunch. <laughs> one of the Greens, I don't know which one. Gerald, maybe. I don't think so. Okay. He missed a three. Oh, good. The Mavs got the rebound, and another guy, I think his last name was uh, a Black, he missed a three. <laughs> okay. Now, now well, hold on now. Is the green that missed your green or no, their, their green? green? They oh, had okay. the ball. They're up one. There's a there's a minute to go. They took three shots, missed all three, got the rebound, and then made a three, and they're up gotcha. four, and we lost. It's probably uh, Josh Green. Who's he? And the kid from Arizona, maybe? I don't know. But anyway, I know this. They beat the Knicks, and I was bummed. So, luckily, mm. I flipped over to the Rangers, who lost to the Blues, and now I'm in a that, New you, York State you, of mind. You understand. No one knows this but me or you, and I hate to now go completely public for any, in, well, particularly for one, Tony Marinados, mm-hmm. but you, and I think you will recognize this. Yes. You completely mushed the Rangers. No. Yeah, I you disagree. mushed them. I disagree. You told me emphatically off the air. You're not even on the air. Mm-hmm. In between, on, off, riding your, your, the wave of, 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 of you know, great feeling at the time, uh-huh. but you told me they were the best team in hockey. And I think they're probably sub 500 since you told me that. Am I, I wrong? No, they've lost. Well, they've lost. They lost. This uh, was not that long. It was like two weeks ago. You told me this. So it'd be when the last. Over, they lost an overtime shootout. Eight games. Eh, they're probably. Well, they lost two in a row. It's not a five. total mush because you're still good and you're going to make it. Don't get me wrong, but you're yeah. not playing at that pace that no, had our you. Goal, such, uh, yeah. Shesty, the Russian needs. Oh. to get, you know, we got to get him back on track. Is that the the goalie? Yeah. Okay. So anyway, want, before we leave the NBA, and, and I'm just going to because it's right on the queue. We left I, it. Well, I, I got the my pest of the day came from the NBA, so I want to go back mm-hmm. just real quick. Uh-huh. Pest of the day is, is brought. It, to, is it the Lakers? They lost again. E. Thanks. But okay. man, you got a perfect comeback. How Dallas go for you? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but Hicken was smart. He went ahead and admitted his first. Right, and then, right. Then he could come back. Hey, yeah, the Lakers to me, uh, E. They look like they are D O A, man. They're oh, dead man. man walking out there. They're old and snippy and grouchy. Did this last year, man. Yeah. No, they ain't doing it this year, buddy. <laughs> Any amount of money, they ain't going to the Western Conference Finals this year. New, no, new, no, new, no, new, no, new, no. new. Anyway. Pest today brought to you by Mission Pest Solutions. Call 944-PEST. You'll speak directly with the owners. Uh, I Listen, um, it, best customer service in town. You can, you can take that to the bank. Read the Google reviews. 
It's Mission Pest Solutions, veteran and locally owned and operated. Call 944-PEST. Tell them 1010XL sent. You'll get 25% off. My pest, just quite frankly, and we can go down the list, is the Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> <clears throat> the Portland Trailblazers they last night outing. With, an, with an NBA roster, with a roster of 12 professional basketball players, the best of the best from the, the night off. from the college landscape and the world stage. <laughs> the Portland Trailblazers sent their staff out to accumulate the best 12 players that were available to yeah. them at the moment. Yeah, that was a tough one. And they one. went to Oklahoma City last night, and they lost by 63 points. Sheesh. I can't allow that. 63 points, that's dude. In, that's incorrect. 62? Thank you. 62 <laughs> points. They lost by 62 points. The Thunder beat them 139 to 77. It's the fifth worst loss in NBA history. The shame and scourge on any four that lost worse than that. That's just unacceptable, man. It is. As a paying customer, if you go to a professional, top-level professional game, that can't happen. So my pest of the day goes to the Portland Trailblazers, who gave it a valiant effort, but lost by 62 in OKC yesterday. <clears throat> Brought to you by Mission Pest Solutions. May I, may I do a little music accompaniment? Sure. It was the thunder that had the lightning. <laughs> the way they beat the Blazers was frightening. They better score. <laughs> and now, <laughs> and, uh, oh yeah. boy! I bet you Blazers players could get triggered if they heard that song. Today's generation oh, gets triggered. You got to be careful not to trigger them. Got to be careful. <laughs> yeah. awesome. So there you go. That's the fantastic high-flying parody-filled world of the NBA, where the Bucks beat the Celts by 33, and the Blazers are capable of losing a game by <laughs> 62 points. I don't want to uh, spend a lot of time on this, but I just want to duly noted here that that we could I continue to be befuddled, okay, bemused, somewhat bedazzled, oh, like jeans, um, bedeviled by people in our industry, okay. You've been on this. You've been on this now for a while. Well, it's just I don't understand. Like, let me start with. Did you see the? The Emmy Emmy scam. No, what happened? I love this. This is where I don't need to be on social media. He'll get the good scurrilous stuff and bring it to me. <laughs> yeah, he I will. I just sit here. Okay, I'm ready for. The, really, I'm ready for the dirt report. He rubs his feet together. Yeah. Like, oh, I can't wait to bring this across. Really, I don't really. I haven't really been able to understand it. Okay, to be honest with you. Well, maybe I can help. But I know they got, fresh set of eyes. <laughs> so ESPN huh? had to return Emmys. And the Emmy, for people who don't know, they give out Emmys in our industry. Um, for a variety yours of truly categories. is an Emmy Award winner. I did win one total. For a variety of <laughs> but for, for a variety of, of factors and otherwise. So what yes. happened with ESPN? All right, so, but it's neat because I have an Emmy trophy in my house. Nice. Which I did. Sure, yeah. A real Emmy. For sure. Um, but anyway, they returned dozens of Emmys, okay? And they did, fired some employees after an investigation disclosed Thursday found that ESPN submitted fake names to the awards organization in a bid to secure trophies for on-air personalities who had been ineligible to receive them. Like I say, I don't understand how... All so why would you be ineligible to receive an Emmy to begin with? That's a good question. The apparent fraud 
goes back to 1997. Um, I blame Oberman then. There was a misguided attempt to recognize on-air individuals who are important members of our production team. Once current leadership was made aware, we apologized uh, for violating guidelines. They've been like, they can't win Emmys for like a year or two years or whatever. It's like the NCAA. (laughs) Um, Over the years, ESPN was given, when, when ESPN was given the award using fictitious names, what does that mean? Like the Emmy doesn't even make sure that who they say did it uh, did it? Yeah, like like this is what they would do. Like, let's say, let's say they gave the name Lou Curso. Okay. Instead of Lee Corso? <laughs> they would take it and they would change the engraving to Lee Corso and give him the Emmy. But why wouldn't they just I don't know. Put Lee Corso <laughs> as the guy. Like I told you. And how can the Emmy give an award to someone that doesn't exist? What in the... This sounds more Emmy. Uh, no, it's not Emmy. Problematic than... No. Well, how do they, I don't understand how that... Yeah, I, you're with me. I cannot give you a fresh set of eyes. It makes no sense to me. I don't know. I know that they were returned, and I don't know how it worked, and I don't know why, but I do know they say that the talent didn't know <laughs> that they were... They just handed them. Hey, you won this Emmy. Oh, great! Um, they inserted. I guess on air talent. Yeah, uh, go ahead. I'm someone to send on the text line that on air talent weren't eligible in a particular Emmy category. So instead of Kirk Herbstreit, they submitted Kirk Henry, or like yeah. you said, Luke. <laughs> Why would you try and steal some? Among th- those who were given the ill-gotten awards are Herbstreit, Corso, Fowler, Desmond Howard, Samantha Ponder. Many, so game day, basically. It's a game day. around game day. Yeah, it's game day. Yeah. And what about the other media here with Aaron Rodgers? I thought McAfee took a big stand, and they weren't yeah, going to so do this I, out of the other. So, uh, Am I to understand Aaron Rodgers was back on the McAfee show after he got up on he his was high on the horse show yesterday? <laughs> but McAfee got on a high horse on social media. I read that post. Oh, I don't. What's going on? How was he on the show yesterday? The even day a, after. Well, apparently, and then those guys, his guys, took tone with people who questioned it. Here, look, here's what the here's what McAfee the, said to us. I don't want all this drama. Uh-huh. Here's Aaron Rodgers the next day. Well, the texter says he didn't even address it. Just flexed by having him on and showing the world all the lies about him or ESPN kicking him off the show. Twitter's a cesspool of jealous liars. Is the, the <laughs> tagline just, there? I don't. And then the Whitlock Stephen A. Myth battle continues. <laughs> They're back again. It's, it hasn't ended. Oh. And so I think Whitlock is asking that. Remember when, who was it Jalen Rose who roasted Bayless about his high school career? Uh, remember that? Yes. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. Jalen Rose said, wait a minute. And then he ended up, he never played. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I think this it's along those lines with Stephen A and, and his college career. So I think that's what part of the, the stories have been exaggerated as, <laughs> Books are written and people cash in and Stephen A. Myth. I mean, I've been very honest about being honorable mention all county water polo. I don't understand why people can't just embrace what they've accomplished. Uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. Skip tried to sell some like all state career, and then Jalen went back and looked at the logs. He ever had a two point one a game. Yeah. Hey, he was a distributor. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't a distributor. He was he was down on the end of the bench. A warmer. That thing up. He was a warmer. Bayless, get in there. There's Scoot a minute over, and a half to go. I, I want to come back and talk about Bill Belichick. It's right, fascinating where he might the broadcast land. world. Yeah, just, the broadcast. It's, 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 you know, we get enough of violence on violence right here, gang. You don't have to go search for it anywhere else. But I'd like to get a couple more Emmys with uh, to Don uh, 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 Hicker. 
<laughs> Steal one of these when we return. This is the drill to GFL Friday. Trust Green for Life for all your commercial roll-off needs. Hey, 641-1010 right now. Come kind, come courteous, come correct. And E, what are they going to win? Oh, they're going to get they're going to get them a uh uh, year membership to the YMCA at Florida's First Coast, valid for up to a household of two. Make sure you visit fcymca.org for more information. Holla at your boy. Oh, he's our buddy. He's six-point zone. He's the man. He's the legend. He's the quarterback whisperer. He's DT, That's Denny Thompson. Some introduction. Ah, you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's going on, my friend? Ah, man, just watching some football like everybody else. It's that just, time of year, a little draft prep. I, I, I want to talk about NFL quarterbacks and such okay. here, but but okay. Tell me, you're on the inside in college football world. We did a lot of this last week, so I don't want to waste our time doing it again. However, uh, FSU, you know, dirty cheaters should get the death penalty. Tell me that doesn't go on everywhere. It goes is there, on. Is there anything that That's was so- stood out and? No. To you? No. As far as what you know? No. Okay. No. I, I, this is... I'd say don't have the offensive coordinator drive him to the appointment. That's the biggest mistake. Have the GA or... You know what I'm saying? I, look, okay, look. Here, here's the thing, though. And here's where this thing is. Rubber meets road on this thing, and they got to figure this out right now. Right. Is, let's say you have a son who's highly recruited, mm-hmm. and you've got all these schools recruiting him, and what are you going to want to know? You're going to want to know, well, what, what are you playing? Like, what are y'all, I thought I they were have, doing that, to be honest. What surprised me most about this is, oh, that's not legal? Well, I thought it was. right now, like, you're supposed to not be able to talk about it till after the kid signs <sighs> when he's already locked in? That's so stupid. We know that's not it's happening. Dumb, it's not happening. It's dumb. I don't know what this thing is all about, but... Man, they, I guess maybe out of the gates, these collectives thought they could just go rogue and do whatever, and now the NCAA is circling back and saying, no, you can't. And so it's going to come to some sort of conclusion, I would think, with Rashada, the Gators, Miami, all that that was going on. We had an attorney. I mean, how at. can you not know? The guy hadn't signed anywhere, and he knows he's getting four points. Is, right, that, not, right. is no, that, that the same thing? The whole thing is crazy, man. We had an attorney look at these contracts a couple weeks ago. And he was just kind of laughed. He's like, I don't even know what these collective things are. Like, I don't, I can't even understand the business model. None of these things have been around for more than a year. Like, everybody's putting their complete trust in this entity that we don't even know where the funding's coming from right. or how long it's been around or anything like that. And that's largely true. This is it. It looks to me like a money wash almost in some in some cases. I, I use it like the super PACs in in the political world. Right. That's what it seems like to me. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, like I said, I don't want to bog down on that. Uh, one other thing. It's stupid. I, I don't know what they're doing. Uh, who's getting the Alabama job? Man, I I keep hearing people saying you don't want to be the man behind the man. Yeah. But, listen, there's two schools that have everything you need to win. No doubt. Alabama and Georgia. Literally everything you need to win. The best of the best. There's probably so, more. Doesn't Michigan, Ohio State, Not Texas. to that level. If you walk, What's the difference? I'm telling you, like, those two schools, you walk in and they are touring you through a beautiful oh, it's new way room. Beautiful. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, look over here. And this it just opened. And then is there is a, not a Jacksonville type, hey, this is what we're going to do. But this is coming out of the ground. Right. We're building a new weight room now. Yeah. And they've just been doing that for 10 years. It's incredible. so far ahead. They should go, they should go to, this would be a good story. Go over to Alabama and show everything that was there. Oh, 17 gosh. years ago, and show everything that's there now. If you did, listen, I think college coaches are vastly overpaid, but Nick Saban made that school billions of dollars, billions of dollars, both through tuition, grants, through people going. I mean, 
the program, the I mean, un- donations. I mean, I he, mean, he made it cool for people to give to buildings. Yes, like he yeah. he took it one step further, another step further, yeah. another step, and now Georgia is doing the same thing, yeah. and Florida's doing the same thing. But it's like, that man changed college football. But if you I, did a before and after with point. Nick Saban at that facility, like they have I, a building for food only, and I mean, it's unbelievable. Man. I mean, I'm I'm going on the assumption uh-huh. that I mean, I'm just kind of assuming that Lane Kiffin's being talked to. You know, he's right. I, I well, here's the thing. He goes so far as to show like picture at the Oxford Airport. I, I think he's kidding. Around. I know he's kidding around. So I, I think personally, and everything I've read, to me, there's two guys. There's DeBoer. Yeah. And then there's Norvell. Yeah. And Norvell's attractive. One of the reasons Norvell's attractive, he's got a four million dollar buyout. Listen, like nothing. They love his play calling. I mean, around college football, mm-hmm. they 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 like his building to manage a game. I I, I know I'm gonna make Florida State mad, fans mad at this, but that's a perfect fit. Yeah, the way he runs his program. Yeah, and and just as the the discipline he has with everything, I've been around him a lot. That is a really good fit. I just I you said <laughs> I agree with you about the excitement of being there, but see how excited you are September 29th, 2024, after Georgia beat you there. And then you go up to Tennessee and lose again, and there's, I mean, oh no, I agree. It's been easy. Alabama fan you can't turn that down. Alabama fan rips Nick Saban. Dan, you can't turn that down though. You can't turn <sighs> well, that down. Dan that Lanning is, did. That is the uh, that's stupid. Well, that's, I, I mean, know. that is the top know, of the top of the top of the food chain in college it. football. I get it. That's a tough one though. I tell you what. Danny, you go take that Bama job. I'll wait after you go eight and four a couple years. I, I'll I come got in you. And save no, the I understand that. But if you don't, if you don't take it now, you don't know that you're going to get it then. I'll tell you something else. I'll bet you this right now. Uh, next year on December whatever twentieth, when we look up at the at the signing classes, you tell me where Alabama is, and you t- and when they're not one or two, then you call. Then I'll. Call so you're you. burying. You're I'm burying. Not burying Alabama. them. I'm saying hallelujah. There's no way whoever takes a job is going to win six natties no, in 15 no, no. years. No, no, no. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm I mean, not there's, burying There's them, no but, way that that But when they be... don't hire the right guy, if you don't hire the right – it's the coach who makes the difference in college football more than any other sport. Hey, did, you know, when y'all watched that game Monday night, did y'all watch the game Monday night? Yes. Okay. I'll yes. watch parts of it. When y'all that's watched why I that – That's why I said I'd hire – if I were the Jags, I'd hire the Michigan defense coordinator today, right now. Well, here, here's what I'm going with job. that. When y'all watched that, I yeah. even told Walker this, uh-huh. my 12-year-old. Mm-hmm. It's like this is the last college football game you're going to see in its current form. Like this thing's about Correct. to change like crazy. Mm-hmm. No idea what was coming. Mm-hmm. Like no idea that Nick Saban's retiring. And right. just the – the domino effect that that's about to have in college football at right. a weird time of year to have it right. like it, it is going this is going to be an epic offseason leading to what i think is about to be the most expansive area of or era of college football we've ever what, seen what how old's bob stoops that's a good man that's a great question i've you know that old forever no. i mean, at, I mean he was some point, at fsu what 3 that years what ago? i'm saying as we recycle here yeah is it Bama? I mean, can they quietly be? You, know, you always say when they do something like this, they know where they're going or have an idea. But you would think. We I mean, would have heard you think Stoops' name, right? Gave Alabama a heads up that he's thinking about oh, it. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, mean yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we would have heard Stoops' name too by now, right? He's not even been suggested. I haven't heard it yet. It just popped in my mind. I was thinking I, about his brother, and I said, I wonder how old Bob Stoops is. He was yeah. pretty good. I think all we're waiting for is Jimmy Sexton to decide. Right. Where exactly how it works. Falls. Jimmy yeah. hasn't missed too many meals lately. I saw a video of him. <laughs> A little heavy. 63 for Bobby Stoops. Yeah, Jim, Jimmy's always eating. What about Urban? Can you bring Urban into That's Alabama? That's the first thing I said. I'm like, I'm, hey, I'm here for this. Huh? Urban, if, if Urban hadn't done the Jaguar job, 
he'd be the number one choice. No doubt. Oh, and no doubt. Maybe he, well, I mean, I don't. No the doubt. Jaguar job doesn't change his his proclivity and his success at college football. He should still. The Jaguar job shouldn't affect whether or not he's the guy. Yeah, it just makes him to me. Like I think it does. I think it the just whole makes him. I'm just saying. I don't think it of this should. Epic disaster and all the things that we learned yeah. about him. Had, had the last guy that they no. took off of him, epic disaster work. He won a national title. He went to the NFL and he fell flat on his face. They hired him. He did all right. Who? Yeah, but Nick Saban. Yeah, but oh. they were part of the epic disaster. Yeah. Nick Saban. I know. That's what I'm saying. Alabama was. I didn't a see. I didn't see it. Nick like, with his hand down, down he a snuck skirt of a twenty-two-year-old. Okay. No, I, I would just right. I'm, I'm talking that's about part of it. I, no. Okay. Well, I didn't know. I thought we were talking about his <laughs> football failures. <laughs> no, I'm telling you everything that <laughs> occurred. That did take yeah, a turn. Everything that, did take a turn. Well, yeah. I'm just saying everything that every single thing that occurred while he hey, was the coach of the Jags has made him but unhirable in my opinion. But to Jeff's point, like, is he the best? Available college football coach in the world right now, Urban Meyer. Well, available. Is he? I mean, is he the best college football coach now that Nick Saban's out well, and take no. Kirby Smart out? There's a guy who's got an office in Gainesville who's better than than Urban. I'll, I take him. Who Spurrier? Yeah. You said best available. He's still breathing. He's fine. <clears throat> if, if you if you took all the crap out, Urban Meyer would be a top five guy that you would want to hire. I don't Absolutely. care where you're at. Absolutely. Like if you if you hire Urban Meyer, you're yeah. going to get a national championship in the next five years. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I mean, if that's all. I, that you, if it's all that matters, call him. All right, let's get into what, what's 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 the biggest <laughs> what what's the biggest what what's the biggest item on the to do list for Trevor? Where are we at on? Uh, is he still the prospect that you thought he was all along? That we think he still can be? What has led to the I mean, it was a regression this year yeah, for no all doubt. the different reasons. I mean, sometimes injuries are a reason. Sometimes they're an excuse. Uh, separate some of that for me and, and tell me where you think Trevor is as a guy who's seen a million quarterbacks. Yeah. No, I, I think the biggest, to take him in order, I think the biggest thing that Trevor needs to do this offseason is he's got to work on getting his feet set in the throw, especially quicker game. You see him, he's kind of still moving. He's not really set and in the ground on the throw, and that affects um, that affects accuracy pretty pretty badly. But there's also a reason for that. This is that interior of the offensive line just wasn't good. Like, I mean, he felt like he always had to move. So I think almost right away he's got to get back. He's got to go backwards a little bit, get back into some fundamentals, into some feet, and and just getting his feet back under him and learning how to throw with his feet. Is that all offensive line related? It happens like totally. To, no, what it, other reason? No. So he's prone to kind of get off too quick anyway. Every, every quarterback is. Every quarterback, feet wise, <laughs> late in the season, they'll drift a little bit. Like uh, I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. Gardner and I talked this week, and we were talking about the things that we wanted to work on. And one of the things is, he's like, "Yeah, I'm drifting just a little bit." Fourth and one pass. To the left. Work on that, man. See, <laughs> see, um, <laughs> drifting just a little bit to the left here, and he likes now. He likes the feeling from that. So now, how do you fix that? You just don't drift. You you try to find the feeling that they like. So in Gardner's situation, he kind of likes um, the deceleration that he gets when he's throwing left and drifting left. He gets kind of a quicker, like, snap at the end. So we just got to start over and find how do we find that same feeling from a base level throw. And Tre so that's, that's what Trevor – I'm sure Trevor right now has five or six things in his head that he's like, man, I really like the way it felt when I threw this way. And so we need to go find how do we chase that feeling and everything. I don't throw. like it when my guy gets down in all these things. I like the guy who goes back and just lets it rip, man. He's comfy. He's moving. He may not be perfect and fundamental, but what happens when you're Trevor and you don't have the 
positive productivity, but you're getting way too much of the of the turnover implication, yeah, yep. then I suppose you have to. But it worries me about a guy developing organically into the best he can be if he's – I mean, that sounds like a lot of Blake Bortles bouncing around no, in the no, head. No, I, I think almost – I think every quarterback does this okay. early in the offseason. I All really right. do. I, and I think there's – you do this in February, March, April, so that in May, June, July, you can be as fluid of an athlete as you want to be. Right? Like, that. that's kind of the thought behind it. But as far as – you know, has he changed as a prospect in my mind? Yeah, he has because the great ones win in December and January. And he was year three. And so do I still think he's going to be great? Yes, I do. But now I'm a little bit like, man, you got to show me next December and January yeah, because that's, fair. That, that's when names that's are made. Yeah. Danny, did you see the compilation of the touchdown passes or that, that were not touchdown passes? I did. I did. I'm not saying every one of those should have been caught, but – some of them should have been mm-hmm. caught. And would we be feeling differently about Trevor if, you know, six or seven of those were caught and he had 28 touchdowns and, 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 and 14 Well, I mean, picks, I'm going to no? assume that they would be playing right now. Right. Right, so right. yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I think so. So is that on – who's that on? I Combination. I mean, yeah, I'm not. I'm not blaming everybody. Dan, I'm going to say that you yeah. could probably go through the league and do that. You with think every so? Quarterback. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's I mean, what I was wondering. Yeah, I, I think you could go through the league and put that. I would. The one I want to see is show me. Mm-hmm. I want to see all the third and minus threes and all the fourth and minus threes. Okay. Show me a cut up of that yeah. where you could have right. If you're going to be, if you're going to hold accountable plays, you could have had. What about uh, that, that weren't made by receivers? Say. What about all the ones you could have had, but either by vision or misread? That's right. Yes. Or, or a okay. misblocking that, that's, that, that's a great point. And that leads to my next question. Wonderful. We saw by the end of the year, okay, look, Arden Key said it, and it became a hot topic for a while, that Trevor's a one-read guy if you get him off his read. And, boy, after you really start to pay attention, you do see a lot of this. Trevor Lawrence goes back to pass, tears right where the ball's going mm-hmm. and throws it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that a detriment? Is that yeah. a necessity because of the way – are guys not open? Does he not have time to go anywhere else? Or is that a weakness? Uh, I, it is a weakness. Uh-huh. I mean, it's definitely a weakness. I think it probably was more protection-related than it was receiver-related. That's just my thought. I haven't talked to Trev about this. But um, a lot of guys will stare down receivers when they don't feel like they have protection because they need to hit that first receiver. Yeah, right. You right. can't be a good offense if you're doing that. No, you can't. You can't. But it's like, okay, I know when I'm supposed to hit them, but I know I probably don't have time to come off and go to two. So even if I get creative with this throw, I need number one to be there. That's the last, the last it, game it, I thought he did a lot of that. And then there was a ton of, like, he opened way up going to the left. Like, he would just fly his chest open, especially on that last throw that he missed on. Um, and so I don't know, man. Like, maybe his maybe his injuries were bothering him more than well, what I we wonder. I wonder well. if he, in the last game, I'm, and again, I think it's fair to be critical and also – not make excuses, but in a way make excuses. But to, I wonder how numb his short, you know, his arm was. Well, that, I said I that mean, the if, other he took, day. if he took a shot. Yeah, I mean, you he, have no he's idea. He's probably dealing feels. with something that he never had felt before. That, that's that. And so I don't. And maybe that's a great point. That would a, apply to the high throws or whatever. But the the to me the the worst part of that game was besides being down on the goal line and not getting being able to score. But that wasn't on him to me. Although he did change the play. Uh, is is a minute forty five left? You got the football, Danny. I've said this before, and I, I want to know your thought. And I, I mean this to be one of the easiest things to do in football is when you get the ball in the two minute, and if you need a touchdown, hell, they're going to give you the fifty yeah. if you just dink and dunk. Yeah. I mean, you can just take it to the fifty, 
we got four. We went four and out. Yeah. He scrambled for eight. Um, to be fair, they they did not sit in a prevent though. No. To be but, fair, like but, they but, they they okay, pushed but, it a little bit. I mean, just but I know the, what you mean. Yeah, I, I know mean, what, what about mean. the play calling, Denny? I mean, is it that that fans that stuff go to for every fan? I'm not nuanced enough to know what the play should have been. I mean, the coaches when they say this back, and it seems like an excuse to fans' ears and media's ear. There is some truth sometimes to well, I can't get into play calling rhythm if this mistake happens or this guy no, doesn't no, no. block what he's supposed to do and this guy doesn't run the right route. So, And, and that, I guess that's what I was saying about him staring down the targets is I don't know that that's – it's yes, it's a problem, but I don't know that his, it's his fault. Right. I mean, there's somebody messing up every single play. Now, the play calling, though, Jeff, my gut is if you took everything between the 20s mm-hmm. and everything in first and 10, second and eight, normal situations, their offense is going to look identical to every other offense not named Miami or San Francisco in the league. They're all going to look the same. Even same tendency, stuff like that. The issue is who the hell called the third and one rollout? Yeah. Like, that's what we need to know is right. who is who is crapping themselves every single short yard. We've been doing situation. that for two years. We did it last year. We complained about this last year. We'd be first and goal from the one, and then he'd throw an interception because they'd make him throw I, it. I don't times. understand. Like, the fourth and one. Just run, run, run. If you don't get it, they got twice. it at the one. They get it at the Just one run, if you don't make, make it. Make Whatever. them spot the ball. Yeah. It's not right. that hard. And also, I would say this, too. Although, here's credit I, to the defense get, turning around and letting them march it right out of that territory <laughs> yeah. and flip the field. Here's, here's one thing I don't understand, too. This is what I would do if I can't run the ball. And I, I get there. We have no, they, they've shown us all season long. They showed mm-hmm. us all season long. They have no confidence in being able to make that yard, right? So, hence, they had to start throwing. They start rolling out all that nonsense. But, but how about instead of bunching in mm-hmm. and running the ball, I got two wide, two wide spread, and and now I got a little room there where I think I can make this yard. But they feel like they need the help, Dan. They feel like they need but, the bodies because somebody's going to slip through. I've yeah, been there, man. Yeah. Like it, it's, I get it. I, but you're right. I mean, in that situation, <laughs> spread all the way yeah. out and run quarterback draw if you want to. Like, Amen. get a box count, go stick draw. Yeah. Make it simple, make it easy, but I, yeah, I, I don't know, man. The the play calling left a lot to be desired, and I'm a big Doug Peterson fan. Like right. I love the way he schemes people open, and I understand the injuries, but right, man, that was frustrating to sit there on third and one, and when the whole stadium knows, you you just got to run it twice. If you run it twice, you're gonna be fine, and you roll out. I got one more. Uh, I want to go back to college for one more question with you, and then Jeff can wrap up, but. Um, <laughs> no, Jeff. No, I'm good. Jeff's like I wrapped. Oh, you wrapped. Yeah, <laughs> I said this earlier. I said this this morning. I don't understand this, Danny. And and I'm not picking on the kid. Okay, it's the system. I got this kid, Casey Thompson. Mm. In October of this year, he will be turning twenty six, <laughs> and he's playing quarterback in college football. Danny, how about just like a universal rule that – now, listen, if you go play baseball and you come back, it's one thing, right? Uh, Winky won a Heisman at 28 or whatever he was. Um, so there's there's some loopholes. But, Danny, seven years of college football, come on. What are we it's doing, I, I saw that last night, and I'm like, he – 26? And he's not the only one. The, the, no, the kid at Oklahoma State is yeah. coming back for his seventh year. Yeah, I don't know his age. But 26 is – it's the greatest minor league system in the world today. That's all this doing? is, man. That's all it is. That's all it is. Is the greatest and most profitable minor league system yeah. in the world today, and it's it's um, 
Like I said, man, I think with the new playoffs, it's going to expand. It's going to get more popular. I don't like it, just like I'm sure you guys don't like it. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. There's so much money in this thing um, for everybody. I mean, the, the, just to be around and see like this EA Sports, like Kurt Herbstreit's doing a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And, and it's the things that go around and the things that you when you go to these facilities and see these $100 million buildings just stacked on top of each other, you're like, the money's there. What are we doing? Yeah. Like, yeah. somebody's just printing this money somewhere. I can't believe the networks, you know, at the end of the day, it's, I don't want to get, like, some economic model. At the end of the day, who pays for all this, gang? It's us, man. Yes. Because the TV markets pay, the TV outlets pay all the broadcasts. And so then they have to charge the advertisers more and more and more. And then the advertisers <laughs> have to charge more because they're paying more for advertising. So at the end of the day, you want to know why it's like that? It's because we now will go to the store and buy a Coke for $3.49. I'm not even lying. That, $2.96. That's what I'm saying. It's just a <laughs> Coke. You know what that costs? Five cents. <laughs> they just keep jacking it to it pay for the 79 yeah. cents two years ago. College too. football is killing us all. <laughs> uh, Jeff, also, did you want to rap with Denny? Uh, that's hey, it. real quick, it's also really weird for us to wrap our head around that there's people rich enough out yeah. there that just write checks and expect nothing in return that's, except for wins. That is hard to wrap your head around. No return. Just win. No ROI. Just yeah. here, go win, Maybe coach. a good seat. Right. That's oh, it. I need a good seat. Yep. When yep. I call, I need a ticket. <laughs> All right, Denny, good to see you, bro. All right, guys. All right, that's Denny Thompson, the quarterback whisperer. This is the drill on 1010XL 92.5 FM. All righty, we got some breaking news. Oh, one of the jump, 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 jump. One of the uh, seven NFL vacancies has been filled very quickly, and it was filled like 24 hours. Yeah, boom, pow. They knew it was coming. Is it Gerard or Jared? I think it's Gerard. Gerard, man. I think it's yeah. Gerard. He was a linebacker at Tennessee, right? Yep. Yeah, he played for for two thousand and the Vols. I mean, yeah, but he won Super Bowls for New England. Yeah, yeah that was a first round pick by them. Yep. Yeah, they love that guy up there, and he's the new coach of the New England Patriots. So he's congratulations. Pa- he's part of why. Part of why, not like divisively, but he's part of. Uh, the the sim- symbolism of what went wrong between... Look, Belichick and Kraft were together for 24 years. Right. Three years ago, Kraft kind of feels like he took Belichick over Brady. Um, Belichick has not had the success the last couple of years. And last offseason, Kraft did some things that rubbed Belly the wrong way. The Mayo extension mm-hmm. was out of Belichick's realm of influence. That was between Kraft and, and Mayo. Basically setting Mayo up as the coach in waiting, even though Bill Belichick didn't really have anything to do with that. He was also basically mandated to ditch the Matt Patricia offensive coordinator. He went and got the more standard Bill O'Brien who came in and and just, you know, cut a stinker in the lunchroom. I mean, Bill O'Brien was pitiful as the offensive coordinator this year. Their offense never got better. It's a defense-laden team. Now, I've had an epiphany in the break. Okay. Did not get the response out of you two that this brilliance (laughs) deserves. So I will now unleash it on the audience. Some of them may have thought it already. For those of you who have it, you're welcome. It just has hit me like a slap across the face. And again, I don't know what the baggage may be between these two. A fish slap. A fish slap, man. Whap. Perfect place for Belichick. Okay. The perfect place for Bill Belichick. Now, there is a history here. I don't know if it can be overcome. Why hasn't anyone mentioned this one? And we've heard about maybe it's a team that hasn't fired a coach yet. The New York Jets. No. You've got Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. You've got a great receiver in Garrett Wilson. You've got Brees Hall. He loves to run the ball. And a defense, bro. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. That Jets defense is for real now, and that's how Belichick won. He won with defense, a good running back, and a quarterback he could trust, in this case, Aaron Rodgers. Bill Belichick to the Jets, to me, would make a whole lot of sense. Your brilliance never ceases to amaze me. Thank you. That's that all I was asking for. Is well thought yeah. out. Thank and, you. I accept that with all uh, humility. And I, I, think I wasn't asking to be. Uh, I think you're the first. Am I not? Anywhere. Thank you. Be it social. Okay. All right. In fact, I should tweet that and give Twitterless Jeff credit no, right now. See, I mean, see, now you're patronizing me. What, what do you mean? What could have been a feel good. I, I, I think, can't win, E. I think he's saying this because I pushed back. <laughs> he said e. there's no electricity. E. All, right. All right, here we go. I tried to bring it. I want that flag from the commercial. I want to throw the red flag. <laughs> e, you make the call. Sincerity <laughs> or patronizing? Patronize. Uh, there, he called. Is that wrong? We could be wrong. Now he's staring at E. Hey, I mean, hey, now I he's know, mad at him. I, Next, I, hey, I know we ride anyway, together. We die together. Does that not, though, make sense? Now, there's a history there, obviously. Belichick took a Jets job and then said no thanks and, and went off to the Patriots, right? Isn't that yeah. how that worked? Yes. Uh, at 37, Gerard Mayo, the NFL's youngest head coach, finally taking the title from Sean McVay, who has held it since being the Rams head coach in 2017. Mayo is a month younger than McVay. So congratulations, Gerard Mayo. Big shoes to fill, but uh, certainly Kraft's guy, and and we'll see what happens, right? We'll see what happens. But, yeah, that's uh first thing they need to do is draft a quarterback. Well, they, they are in trouble. Yeah. They are, they are in trouble. Meanwhile, the Jags have got to find a defensive. Gerard Mayo was a first-round pick yeah. of the Patriots in 08. Yeah. He's One been Super there Bowls. his whole career. whole career. Kraft loves him. Yep. Yep. So there you go. And he knew. Uh, Bobby Kraft knew that he was going to hire him immediately. Like is That's why they did this. And again, I'm not saying Belichick was opposed to it, but it gave this implication that the coach in waiting was being placed. And Belichick had no say in that. Right. Being, in, you know, it wasn't in his contract that he was. Right. But it's not surprising. I read the big ESPN, what went wrong. Just the details. I've kind of hit on some you of them. You can go, listen, they've got, uh, yeah, you could, you could, like you said, uh, they let Brady go when Brady had enough and Brady went and won a Super Bowl. And, you know, the, I mean, I'll give this to Kraft, you know, and he's going to find out, by the way, it's not so easy when you don't have the best coach and the best quarterback, okay? I mean, Bobby Kraft is mm-hmm. is a savior in New England. He the, the, the Understand that the Patriots franchise before Kraft was the owner was a joke. A million percent. A joke. I tried to say that before. Like, when Sullivan I was growing up Stadium, the 70s, early yeah. 80s, they were terrible. Nobody liked league. the Patriots. I mean, that was like... It was a dreary... Yeah. The only thing good about them was their uniform. Correct. Pa- Patriot they, yeah, Pat. Yeah, they might want to go back to that. Yeah, Steve Grogan. That's about Steve it. Grogan. The neck Randy role. Vataha. Randy Vataha. Jim Plunkett. You know, uh, Stanley Hog, Morgan. Hog Hanna. Stanley you know, Morgan's a good player. Uh, the the owner's son, who was the GM, getting in a fight, getting punched by I think it was Matt Millen after a Raiders Patriots. I don't game. remember that. Oh yeah, Billy Sullivan, I believe his name was. It was great stuff. But yeah, so the Pats were in nothing. Right. And well, I think it's smart. If you that's your plan, Robert Kraft. Look, yeah, he utilized Belichick and Brady. He's also the owner that hired Belichick and yeah. gave Brady all the cash. So he's smart enough to realize that he can ride these two. But in the end, let's not forget they lucked into Brady. Well, they did draft him, but yeah, I guess so. But uh, Bledsoe getting hurt. I wonder what happens if Bledsoe never gets hurt. Is Bill is Bill Belichick a genius? Does does Brady ride out a contract as a backup and then go get a starter's job for a bad team and never emerge as Brady? Right. 
You know, you wonder. Great question. What a great concept it would be just to do these little, just slide off of reality to what would have happened if just this one thing had gone differently. Other big news uh, this morning, at, at least, um, I didn't know there was an NCAA anymore, Dan. I really thought that there was just a, one guy who set up with a stamp and either uh, turned down or allowed transfers. And you're more unlikely to get your transfer granted if you have a legitimate family or, or personal reason. Mm-hmm. I thought that's all they were doing, but apparently not. They put FSU on three years probation and suspended an offensive coordinator, cut down some some visits and some scholarships, but you say that FSU will be well served to just ignore that edict. There's two things here. You know, first off, dirty, rotten cheaters yes, should you be given the death penalty. Yeah. Make sure I'm clear on that. You mean it. Too. Yeah. Secondly, if I were FSU, I would totally ignore it. Tell the <laughs> NCAA to take a flying hike, uh-huh. do whatever I want to do, just like every other program. Um, and, you know, I mean, Remember the, God, the NCAA, how this how this entity has lasted through all these years? Do you remember the '80s and what was the dude's name? Who were the dudes at the NCAA? Remember if he was on your campus, there was a problem. Yeah, uh, Chuck uh, Smirt might have been Smirt. Why not like Chuck Smirt? Smirt? There's a couple guys' names out there floating around that you used to like. Oh my God, this is and the investigations would take literally four years, and then then they de- levy a punishment for the. 84 team in 1989. Chuck Smart now works for the compliance group. Yeah. Chuck is the president of the compliance group. He was employed by NCAA enforcement staff yeah. for over 17 years. For many of those years, he was responsible for the overall yeah, you don't want Chuck compliance. Coming. Chuck Smart, S-M-R-T. They left out the vowel. Not very smart, if you ask me. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. S-M-R-T. Before we had to break, uh-huh. um, we got something happening here. What in happened? The, in the islands of uh, Brazil, you're South America. Islands guy. of Brazil or the country of Brazil? I think there's some islands out oh, okay. there. I think well, there may a be. small Brazilian island. Brazilian is on the coast, so it could yeah. happen. Um, we've, got, uh, we've got some 10 feet tall strange beings, human-like creatures strolling along the <laughs> foothills of a small Brazilian island. Maybe they're um, Amazons. Aren't those a thing? Ilha de Mar, an island two miles off the coast of southwest Brazil. They stand confidently on the top of the hill. Locals say it's not easy to get to that island. Swinging their arms in eerie human-like manner, huh. we, I think what we got are we got some aliens down okay. in Brazil. Oh my! Yeah, you yeah. think they're just they're, are they alien if they're living here? Or they're I don't know that till I think they visited huh. the island and uh, you know how did they get on that island? I mean, who are they? I think there's some concern here that does Brazil not have I don't know an army or something to go check things out? Maybe send a, maybe send a drone over e. I don't buy any of these anymore because now with drones, yeah, like if they say there's a, a, something dangerous or something crazy, fly that drone right up to them yep. and see what's going on. I didn't right. say it was. A, I didn't say it was dangerous. I okay, just say well, you, when you apply that there's a ten foot monster in the woods, that's dangerous. I said it was. I've a, been a, to Monkey Island, friend. I don't want those coming out at yeah. you. Oh, no, yeah, they stand uh, confidently on top of the hill. Um. They maybe maybe they need a vacation and they're off the coast of Brazil. It's definitely not a person though. It's too big. Um, they move a little bit differently. Uh, I'd like to know what's going on down there in Brazil right now. I, I can tell. Um, it's concerning. I think that these stories, if they were real, they'd be on the news. Yeah. This is the trail to GFL Friday. You get it right here like, in the newspaper. What, I, you know what? I'm gonna let me see what paper this is. No, 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 no. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, doing it with our favorite hockey team, the Jacksonville Iceman. When we last left, uh, Coach Nick Luco. Good morning, Coach. Uh, thanks for joining us. What's up, Coach? <clears throat> hey, how we doing, guys? Yeah, doing good. good. I mean, we, we caught you last week. You had just come off a game two, two nights uh, previous. You had a home game, and then you played the 
on Friday, went on the road Saturday, back on the road again on Sunday. Point is, I, I'm sure you and your team probably needed this little four days off in between uh, Sunday's uh, loss at Atlanta and tonight's home game against South Carolina. Yeah, for sure. We had uh, probably our worst uh, stretch in terms of games and lack of rest and travel of the season. So it's nice to get through it here, get a few days off, and kind of get rested and regroup for this coming weekend. Uh, Coach, what what's it like on a on a Sunday after three straight games? I mean, obviously that doesn't happen in the big leagues. I'm just curious. I mean, you get legs got to be just shot here, aren't they? I mean, what what how how do you manage that? And does that make you change the way you do things on Friday and Saturday as well? Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to manage for sure. I think you know if you have a team with a lot of depth like we do, you can, you can manage the minutes. Um, we are missing a few guys right now on the back end. So um, some guys are playing a little bit more than they should have to. But, um, you know, I try and not, you know, change the way we're going to play Friday, Saturday. You just kind of take it one day at a time. You get to Sunday. You know, most times when you're playing on Sunday, the team you're playing is, is going through something similar. So um, it's kind of – it was tough watching the film on Sunday because it was, it was pretty uh, pretty slowed down. Guys yeah. are tired. Guys are guys are trying to do the right thing but you can just tell mentally and physically um the energy's not there well i i guess at some point maybe you get used to it I, you got a home game tonight you got a home game again tomorrow night so uh, folks go jacksiceman.com get those tickets man it is a it, it's it's a fun uh 60 minutes but i mean it looks i'm looking at your schedule here coach it looks like that's pretty typical league wide the league is going to play a lot of friday saturday sunday it looks like it's just set up to be that way it makes sense it would be best for you know attendance i would think is that is this basically the kind of grind you'll have all year long yeah, I mean, it could, you have your ups and downs through it. I know, like, in the South Division, you know, a lot of teams don't play on Sundays in the fall, you know, with the NFL mm-hmm. and everything like that. But now that the NFL is starting to wrap up, you know, you play a lot more Sunday games in the second half of the season. So it's funny. Like, every year you go through it around this time where the rookies, you know, they're not used to playing, <laughs> you know, three, four games a week. And they're, they're grinding, and you can tell in, in their game and um, that they're looking a little tired. So, um you know, you just got to get used to it, right? It is part of pro hockey. I'm curious of the turnaround. You, know, you have home games on back-to-back nights against different teams. You're going in a thousand directions. Your personnel changes. Other teams' personnel changes. Can you afford to like? Is it about what the what is is it about what the Icemen are going to do and can do and imposing that? I mean, do you have the time, the wherewithal, the the resources to necessarily go specific against tonight's opponent versus tomorrow's? Yeah, I mean, a lot of the times it's all about us. Um, you know, we'll do our, our pre-scouts on the other teams and whatnot. But, um, you know, with, like you said, with the roster changeover in this league, you can, you know, work on the power play one day. And then, you know, that night two guys get called up and you pretty <laughs> much did all that <laughs> for nothing. You got to plug in two more guys. So, um, you know, a lot of times we're focusing on ourselves and, and how we can be at our best every night. All right. Uh, uh, one more for me, Coach. Nick Luco joining us. Uh, we're talking puck with uh... – head coach of the Jacksonville Iceman. We're just about halfway through, right? This is a long, grueling season, man, in the ECHL. So just talk about that and how, you know, the the, the, the ups, the downs, the highs, the lows as you go through this. And and I think I'm right, right? Aren't we about halfway through or almost halfway through? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're pretty close. Within the next couple of games, we'll be at the halfway mark. And and what, what where, how do you feel about your team right now, how they stand, where what, what you've accomplished and where you need to go? You know, I think... On the positive side of things, we're not even close to uh, to where we need to be at to, to mm-hmm. be at our best. So mm-hmm. we're still building, you know, weekly and 
I think the big thing for us right now is consistency. Um, you know, we'll have games where we'll dominate for 50 minutes and then we'll have a tough stretch of, you know, five to 10 minutes and it'll cost us the game. So um, a lot of things to build on. We're doing a lot of really good things. We're just got to find a way to put it all together for 60 minutes every night. And um, as a staff, we feel like we're, we're right there. We're going to have one of those nights where we're going to explode for seven goals and we're going to, you know, hold teams to you know, 20, 25 shots and only give up a couple. So we're pretty positive about it. We feel like we're, we're right there. All right. Well, maybe tonight's the night for that breakout. The, the Iceman home again uh, tomorrow night, tonight and tomorrow. So go to jacksiceman.com, uh, get your tickets. Coach, as always, we appreciate your insight. We'll talk to you next week. Good luck in the uh, next seven days. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks, Coach. As they say in hockey, right. let's do that hockey. Uh, by the way, it's Lizard Kings weekend, and for okay. those of you who've been around Ooh. for a while, we remember those Jacksonville Lizard Kings year ago. Again, one of the best locally produced commercials I've ever seen in my life. Oh, with the tongue. Yeah, going. it stands the test of time. I mean, it was ahead of its time ahead then. Ahead of its time. But it even it would work now. They should run it right it now. Fit, but yeah. if you haven't seen it, you can find it on YouTube. But back when the Lizard it was Lizard Kings before the Barracudas, who Dan and I coached to a to a victory one night. Let's go, boys. We hate to brag. Here we go, boys. Dan and Ron Duguay turned the Barracudas over to us for the night. It's true. We did pick up a victory. We really did. I haven't Um, had that invitation from Nick Luco yet. It all starts with Dan Hickett and Jeff Ross. Yeah, fair. It did. But anyway, if you were here even way back, uh, the Jacksonville Lizard Kings, who were coached by who, Hick? For a year? Uh, Bruce Cassidy. Yeah, who went on to win a Stanley Cup last year, didn't he? Was he the coach of Vegas, Vegas, right? Yeah. That dude used to coach in our town, the Jacksonville Lizard Kings. See see over here, Drew, not only do we entertain you, but we educate you. Well, there you go. So it's Lizard Kings weekend, so I'm sure they're going to – and by the way, the Lizard Kings were awesome. They had a great logo. They were a lot of fun. But that commercial, man, YouTube that thing, basically got a goalie in net. And the guy goes to shoot. It looks like it's going to go. And then the Lizard's tongue goes (laughs) and wraps around it (laughs) It and saves it. It's uh, uh, pretty cool. All right, we'll come back with more as we hit the 9 o'clock hour. It gets pretty ferocious around here on Fridays with these two. I'll try and tamp them down a little bit, but it's a GFL Friday on 1010XL. We're back on a GFL Friday. Look for those bright green cans, trucks all over the First Coast. You guys track your golf at all yesterday? You aware that the the golf takes on a little bit more this year because in case you missed it on Brunch with the Tour, it's official. There'll be no ribbing and joshing and jibing. Loser spins this year. So uh, my, uh, my start is so well. in a spot inauspicious. Not do so well would be a real upgrade for my two golfers who have both decided they're going to MC Hammer and start me out with triple zeros to get going. So <laughs> well, I saw Obear hit one into the woods and I changed the channel. I don't think Obear's doing real great either. No, he's is he? not. Um, it, you had Obear in Hatton. Yeah. Uh, let's see. He ain't doing good either. I had, um, you I had, had Fitzpatrick and Connor. I think they're doing okay. Shout out. To be honest with you, but I'm going to look them up here because people want to follow along. I know they do. Fitzpatrick's um, one under. Yeah, that's pretty good. The, what was surprising is that is known as a place that you just go low. The Sony. Oh, I saw my guy, Taylor Montgomery, put yeah, a 64 I, on the board. I saw that and immediately said, well, that's what you get for not picking him. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, he led through round one, I think, and then another guy passed. Hatton's even, him. so he's T67. No, my guys are are, are no bueno. Ludwig ended even. All right. Okay. You, All right, old bear. Your guy came back. Good for okay. you. Where are my guys? Who's you got? Yeah, got Zalatoris and Batia. Oh, Batia. I saw Zalatoris plus like eight six over. at one point. Yeah, I did too. Uh, Let me see. I'm going on. Here's how I look for mine. I go all the way to the flipping bottom, the very bottom. Okay, <laughs> not there. Uh, Zalatoris, 76 plus yeah. six. He's 138. Yeah, that that's not good. Um, oh, he's ahead of Batia at least. 
Behind Batia, you mean? I mean, behind Batia. Yeah, I'm going up. Okay, I'm still not seeing Batia. I'm all the way up to the two over. Okay, Batia may have made a little run for me. Come on, Batia. Where are you at, Batia? Keep Batia. going. I still don't see him. Sometimes they, they, that guy disappears. Him. Yeah, you lose him. Sometimes he's not you got to do a control find. There's Ober. What would you say? Ober is his name? Yeah. He's even? Yeah. I don't want to do a control find. I like doing it this way because it keeps me out to me. No, I'm all the way to the top. I must have <laughs> missed him. Yeah. I mean, where's Ashtay? There he is. I'm one under. There you go. He was, like, way down at one point. Anyway, I digress. I bring this up because of – I got to do a Daly's double take here. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I just – I feel like uh, contrasting this with that uh, member guest uh, pro golf outfit, the PGA Tour is so lacking in talent, Dan, now, that we sent over one of our PGA golfers to play in the Dubai uh, Invitational. Yeah. It's a world golf event on the European Tour. Mm-hmm. And that guy is Rory McIlroy. And he leads by two uh-huh. uh, at the halfway point, which doesn't sound all that great, except that uh, the leader by two from the PGA Tour, Rory McIlroy, made a quadruple bogey Oh dear! on his way to a 170. Pro golfers do not make quadruples, do they? Number, no, no, number no. Of, like, no. of all the golfers in all the rounds on PGA Tour last year, do you think there's less than 100 quadruple bogeys? Or is there more? But there, you, I mean, how many quad bogeys? An event, I wonder. Probably not many, man. I know it sounds like, oh, there'll be more. I don't know, Dan. I mean, I guess you're going to find some poor sap who hit two in a row out of bounds. Okay, here comes a quad. But I bet there aren't a ton of quads. Okay, especially if you take away the, like, the difficult places, like our our backyard here. Mm-hmm. I want saw Phil Mickelson five putt on number 10. Ooh. Five putt. Back and forth he went. Uh, but anyway, that's the Daily's Double Take, brought to you by the Daily's Dash. They got that fresh ground coffee locally sourced every morning at your local Daily's Dash. And don't forget the deliciousness of both the breakfast sandwiches and those full-blown subs. Salads, ice cream, you name it, they got it. And it's all pure deliciousness with the Daily's Dash. I was watching, uh, I was home yesterday afternoon, uh, <clears throat> flipping around. I think it's 25 years of the Sopranos or 20, 20 or 25-year anniversary of the Sopranos. Did you ever watch the Sopranos? I never did. Oh, wow. E, you didn't either, right? Nope. Yeah. Have you seen it? You, you watched the whole series? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm down to watch it. Well, anyway, you know what it's about. I do, sure. I've seen bits and pieces. I used to watch it at the station years yeah, ago. I, on whatever I stumbled night. on, like, to me, it was like one of the greatest episodes. And so there's this dude, Christopher, who's he's kind of, Christopher was like Tony's guy, Tony Soprano's guy, and did a lot of the dirty work and kind of a mealy little dude, but not afraid to. Like one time he went into a deli and some guy gave him lip. He went and locked the door, came back, smacked the guy, took his head, shoved it through the thing, and he said, "You'll never be, you know, what do you, what do I look like, uh, you know?" And mm-hmm. things. A Patsy. Of that. Yeah, Christopher was. Anyway, but Christopher fell in love with this Jersey girl. I mean, she was Jersey on the girl. show. Yeah. yeah, Jersey girl to the T, Adriana, and Adriana was, you know, I mean, thick accent, smoking heaters. You know, tight, tight so outfits. You can picture her. Heavy makeup, big hair, yeah. New Jersey girl. Yeah. And and so that's his girl. And so they were together for a while, man. And anyway, so she, they they develop her character, you know, whether you like her or don't like her. She inevitably has to deal with the feds. The feds come a-calling. Well, that happens in The Sopranos. Right. So Adriana, who now has been on the show for a few years, and this is the, the episode I came into Adriana, they they want her to wear a wire. She's not going to wear a wire. She's got to convince Christopher, Christopher to come in and 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 rat out Tony. 
Well, Tony's a flat out like mob boss. Oh, that's what he is. Yeah. That's what the show. This, yeah. The, yeah. Hidden behind quote garbage. Right. Right. So, so Adriana uh, tells Christopher, and I mean, before, first thing he does is he punches her, and then well, he starts. Nice. Then he starts crying. Like, what have you done? We're dead. You know that we're dead. And he's he's hands in his head, and she's like, "We can leave." He goes, "If we leave, you can never see your mother again. We'll never come back." Well, blah blah blah. Anyway, because the worst thing you can do in the mob is rat somebody out, right? And talk to the feds. And she has ratted like they know about a murder. Like they're gonna get. They just need proof. They're gonna get. They're going right up the chain and getting Tony. Was that like that Michael? What's his name's character? Impera, what's the guy's name? That's who name? he is. That's Christopher. That, that's his. That, yeah, I'm saying that's him. Because I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, Imperioli. Yeah, it helps me. Uh, okay. So Christopher says, all right, listen, I got to get my, wrap my head around this. I'll be right back. She goes, no, don't leave me. Don't leave me. He goes, I got to go. I'll be right back. He goes and tells Tony. I mean, just sobbing. He tells Tony out of control. Tony says, I'll take care of it. He's mad, but he's like, I'll take care of this. So he calls Adriana, says, Christopher, OD'd. He took a bunch of pills. He's in the hospital. Uh, 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 the character played by little Stevie of the Bruce Springsteen is going to come get you, take you to the hospital. Okay. This is not good for Adriana. All right. But she falls for it. Uh-huh. I think. Anyway, so it's the scene where it's just so, it's so mob, but she gets in the car with little Stevie. And they're driving, and she's crying, and he's telling her, don't worry, it's going to be fine. They're driving allegedly to the hospital. Right. Pulls off to the side of the road. Mm. Goes down. It's a, not going to end well for goes, Adriana, Goes is down it? into the woods. Oh, boy. The yeah. hospital's not here. What's going on? Correct. Stevie, and, where are you taking but me? She's like in a, she's like. Just so, not paying attention. So all of a sudden, she realizes. Oh, my God, they've taken Stevie me to the parks. woods. It's just Stevie. Yeah. He gets out of the car, circles around, and she, now, she looks around. She's like reaching for an the go out the driver's side. He opens the door, drags her out. Yeah. Please, please. It's over, dude. It is over. Uh, stitches get crawling. stitches. Yeah. Well, she got stitched. Yeah. Bang, mm. bang, bang. Wow. Called her names, everything. She okay. gone. All right. So then it's just that episode is so slaps you back. And, you know, there's, there's always this like this, this, this deal with the, the mob. And, but this is the reality of it, you okay. know? Anyway, so she ends up dead. Her mother's like they they make up this story that she left Christopher and he's just gone. She's just disappeared, and they don't know where she is. Car, uh, Carmel, Carmen, Carmela, whatever. Uh, Tony's separated wife. Carmazzi, no, I don't. Is convinced that you know they, they did something. Yeah, they all. The mom is convinced. Sure. I mean, everybody everybody knows, but we just never hear from her. Again. Is that Edie Falco's in there? Yes. Or is that, yeah. Yeah, she's Tony's wife. wife. Yeah. But anyway, just but, and I he has a thing with his therapist, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, I happened to stumble upon that episode, and it was like the Sopranos. Just reminded you how oh, great the Sopranos. Great I've show. already I've had people say, "Oh, it's a top three show," and I'm, yeah. I listen. I, I'm I know what you're saying because I I I I argue with that same ferocity for like the ones that I think are you got like Breaking Bad, right? Right. You know, it's like that. And and I think and it's not my style at all, mm-hmm. but loved Game of Thrones, loved it. Yeah, thought right. it was great. Right, I, I was alright. Yeah, I didn't, so, I, I didn't watch it all. I couldn't, yeah, I never. Well, you tried, but you yeah. you were way late to the party, and Correct. you had you had the luncher just trying to fast forward you through the middle of seasons because y'all uh, that was last year at, at the Hall of Fame. Remember? Yeah. Anyway, um, I I'm gonna say uh, I think Kalen this is... DeBoer called off his in studio visit with a Seattle radio station. Um, 
Husky, this is 93.3 KGR. Husky fans, we know you're looking forward to a visit with Coach DeBoer this morning. Please understand that Coach DeBoer and UW Athletics are continuing to work towards a future we can all be excited about. At this time, Coach will not be joining us this morning. We will reschedule our interview soon. I'm going to ask you a serious question. I am not in any way. Please don't respond as if I am. Okay. I'm in no way comparing Florida to Alabama. Yeah. Like right now. Obviously, at their ceiling, they can be similar, right? Florida proved that three and 12 years. Mm-hmm. But let me ask you this question. Okay. When it comes to finding a coach, Alabama is not light years more attractive than Florida or Tennessee or any other big brand name team because it also brings the implied pressures and other aspects. But it it's not easy. We make a mistake when a great coach leaves thinking it's easier to win at Alabama. No, it is not. The next guy is not going to come in and do what Saban did and go to the playoffs every year. It's not going to happen. They're going to come back. They're losing an iconic coach. Well, you you would never think it would happen, but you can fall off a cliff. Well, and if I'm you not don't even, have the right coach. Not even saying they fall off a cliff, but I'm saying the that every now and then eight and five is going to pop in. The things that were long gone with Saban. I mean, the dude's won ten games, sixteen years in a row. That streak will end maybe next year. He's just Saban is great because of what he does, not just because of where he works. Right. But I will say this for Bama. Why is it that when Florida went through the interview process two years ago, mm-hmm. you know, it's names like Bill, you know, uh, Billy Napier. And when Alabama goes through it, the first guy up is, you know, they're talking to the top elite crust. I mean, tell me a better candidate than Kalen DeBoer. Tell me why why wouldn't he be? The dude went to Washington, went like 21-1 and one in two years, right? Yeah. And has him playing in the, for the national title. How? How's that possible? And, you know, it's interesting. Yet he, he, he makes coaching mistakes too. Like oh, they at all At the end of the – Yeah, uh, I thought he did the yeah. other day. Yeah. But his record, just so you know, his record. Yeah, it's like something it's 104 and 12. Yeah, something in 12. I knew that. But he, like Sioux, Sioux Falls State or something, wasn't he? he Sioux start, City? He what started was Sioux Falls. Sioux Falls. And he went 11 and 2, 14 and 0, 13 and 1, 14 and 0, 15 and 0. That's he Division 3. What is that? NAIA. NAIA. Okay. He went 67 and 3 and 49 and 1 <laughs> in conference. And he so played he went, there, right? I think he played there. Did he? Then he went to Fresno State, where he went three and three in COVID year, and then went nine and three the next year. So Washington hires him. He goes eleven and two and fourteen and one. Yeah, he's twenty five and three at Washington. Yeah. So if I'm Alabama, that's absolutely the guy, not a guy who just you know had a great year in the Sun Belt. He won right away. He run right away. Yeah. By yeah. the way, in a, in a, by uh, this just in. Oh, the sexy. Ooh, we got Lincoln Riley. He beats your A USC. Oh yeah. You got a pretty boy, throw it around the yard, and they got a Bulldog's going to go to the Natty title game. So DeBoer also played baseball at Sioux Falls, hit 520 with 10 home runs in his senior season. I mean, right now, if I if you had your choice of DeBoer or Lincoln Riley, who would you take? Take DeBoer. You should. Uh, I bet a, you most people wouldn't. He's, he's, he's very Urban Meyer-esque in terms of each stop he won, and yeah. he won big. Right. right? Yeah, right. Every that's, stop that's he's kind of been at, he has won. All right, I I listen. So yeah, it's, it's easy to find things to. 104 and 12. That's pretty good. It's 12 losses in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten years. He's That's got what 12 I'm losses. And so my point is this: credit Alabama. That guy's the hottest of the hot. I'm sure they'll look at the long standing. I'm sure they'll look at those with ties to the program. I'll show, I'm sure they'll look at those whose. I'll tell you what else. Strengths about. meet what they think aligns with Alabama's strengths. One of the things that Denny said earlier that got me thinking, and I'll tell you why. 
DeBoer might be the guy. DeBoer clearly is chasing greatness. And it looks to me like, yeah, I want the challenges. And I love Washington. It's been great. But this is Alabama. 100%. And he may come out and say, this is the only place I would have ever left for. I never would have imagined I'd get this offer. When I got this offer, I'm like, I want to do that. And may, you know what? Like he, he wants, maybe he can carry on. It takes a special dude to carry oh, on yeah. the kind of. And I'm not saying to the links. Yeah. But listen, Kirby Smart came in for Mark Rick. When in two years, he got him to the point that he's there every year now. Maybe DeBoer can do that at Alabama. You still have those great. You still got a great product to sell, yeah. and you have all the support you ever need. So maybe I oh, spoke yeah. out of turn in saying, "Not nah, no one's never no one's like Gerard Mayo. Thing. No matter who good he is, he's not going to do what Belichick did. Correct. But. I, I'm 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 legitimately. It doesn't matter to me, Hick. I got Peacock. Yeah. It doesn't send me into a whirlwind of confusion at eight o'clock on Saturday night when the defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs make their playoff uh, appearance against the Miami Dolphins. It's not going to send me scurrying, wondering what's going on when I go to NBC and you know Volcano is on. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. This is despicable what the NFL is doing this weekend. The NFL has more money than they'll ever spend. They have a loyal fan base that just throws their money at them all year long. We are to the playoffs, okay? This isn't some Thursday night throwaway game between the Bucs and the Panthers that if I don't want to stream it, I've got the option. This is must-watch TV. Mm -hmm. And to take the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs and put them on a streaming-only option is despicable, man. You greedy so-and-sos. I wish somehow two things could exist. The NFL could stay as fun and popular as it is for us, yet they could lose money because that's just <laughs> gross. That's just gross. Yeah. And and by the way, you know who this affects? This affects their longtime customers. This is the 60 to 90-year-old football fan yeah. who doesn't pay attention a lot during the course of the year, but yeah, they'll watch the Dolphins Chiefs. Oh, what's going to be sad is tomorrow, because even if you don't live sports like we do, and the listeners do. You don't know that the game's on Peacock right. tomorrow night. And so tomorrow you're going NBC. Where's NBC? And, why is why isn't this game on? Right. And then it'll say go to Peacock. And, and you'll go, what is that? What the? Oh. Yeah. Right. Some people. It's not that simple. Some people don't even know what that is. Why do it? Yeah. Uh, well, dismayed that Chiefs fans who don't have Peacock subscriptions won't be able to see Saturday's game. Defensive end Charles Omanihu is doing something about it. While the 26-year-old can't change the league's reported one-year deal worth $110 million. So that's what you're worth. You've got $110 million probably NFL fans. You do How many? All right, $55 million NFL fans, easy, correct? Oh, easy. I, I don't know the well, number, I can yeah. because that Super Bowl rating gets that. Okay. So $55 million is one. And, and so basically, they're saying each one of you is worth about two bucks. That's what they'll sell you for. They'll sell you for two bucks a piece. There's 55 million of them, but they'll take that 110 million and rip that game. I think the game is on locally in the in Kansas City, Kansas City, and right. So he's talking to people. Miami but if you're Martin. a Chiefs fan here or anywhere yeah, else, yeah, yeah. Uh, he says he can't change the a deal, but he's offering to hook some fans up with free memberships to the streaming service. All right, Chiefs Kingdom. I saw the comments. I want y'all to be able to watch us. I'm going to give away 93 month Peacock memberships. Okay. Uh, to enter to win, reply to the tweet, yada, yada, yada. So That's kind of cool. Uh, now, he came out right away expressing shock that the only game being aired on Peacock would be the Chiefs and as the defending Super Bowl champs. That is odd. So, um, now we'll say this. You know what? This is where the grift comes in. Mm-hmm. Here's what happens. 
Peacock will offer you one month free or 50% off you to get forget. you in. And then you forget. And they'll get you for $9 a month for the next year and a half. Yeah. And by the way, that'll be preying even more on those that don't know how to stream it to begin with. Hey, uh, before we go to break here, E, you're, you said you're going to the Rumble tonight? Well, I'm in the Rumble, baby. I got some nice uh, courtside seats sold out, uh, lower bowl sold out, huge student crowd expected, so uh, hey, great, great atmosphere tonight. J-U-U-N-F? Yeah. E, is there is there a chance that you'll be, uh, I don't know, like ripping your shirt off, running across the court, doing something crazy? I don't know, man. You, you just never know. You never know? I don't know about ripping my shirt off. Though. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to think that won't happen. Okay. It's cold out there. That's well, just my... Chilly, but I mean, I don't know. It's oh, nippy. by the way, since we're uh, was now, there are positive sides to streaming. If you want to watch, say, a UNFJU game, you can now through technology find a way to stream it. That's going to be out there, I'm sure, on ESPN three. That's uh-huh, how uh-huh. streaming's supposed to work for sports NFL. You're not supposed to take your very best game and say, "Whoop, not free anymore." Noise. Got tickets to the to, to the game too, though. Okay, well, let's give them away right now. We'll Ooh. come back. Uh, we're going to open the mailbox. Ooh. Yeah, it's drill advice. Yeah, they're demanding it. There's a lot of issues going out. You guys are a mess out there, man. I I hope that some of this advice that we give rings true to others who may find themselves heading towards a similar position and just don't go there to begin with. But we'll do the best we can when we return. It's a GFL Friday caller number, whatever he says when he answers the phone. We'll take home those River City Rumble tickets, and we'll be back to put a wrap on it next. Gonna find my baby, gonna hold her tight, gonna grab some afternoon delight. My motto's always been when it's right, it's right. Why wait until the middle of a cold, dark night? When everything's a little mirror in the light of day. And you know the night is always gonna be there anyway. Take it, it, boys. Uh, I have a feeling that's never going to get old. Welcome back. We're going to send you into a Friday with this simple message. Go get you some. Go Lugans. get you some. Meanwhile, it's some advice that you crave, that you need. Some of the jams you're getting yourselves into out there, people, mm. I just don't understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Neither of the three of us will sit here and position ourselves as perfect uh-uh, uh-uh. or immune to some of the problems that we're here to help capture you, but we're going to give you the best advice that we can with some and some difficult personal issues. We appreciate you yeah, opening really up your heart to us. A little bit uncomfortable one here I, right off the rip. Oh, gosh. Thank you. Does this come to say where it's coming from? What area of town? Dear Drill, this is from the south side. Oh, okay. right up the street. Mm. My wife's sister passed away 14 months ago. Oh. At the young okay. age Sorry. of 52. Yeah. Sucks. Since then, my brother-in-law has been texting and calling my wife constantly. The one that was married to the... Okay. He's grieving, and his alcohol problem has gotten worse. I try to be patient about their communication, but starting to get annoyed and jealous. What's your advice? Well, I'd have to know. Uh, I need a little bit more info, ET. I need to know how long this has been going on. What uh-huh. the relationship? Fourteen between, months. All right. What's the relationship between you and their brother-in-law been? I would say that there's some codependence that's starting to uh-huh, uh-huh. creep up in here. I'd have to know what how your wife looks as this. Does she not like it? She's doing it out of niceness, or right. does she seem to prefer these conversations. Is she leaving the room to go talk? To there him? you go. So I need to know a little bit more. But I'd say fourteen months. And you have the right as the husband to say, you know what? I need some me time again. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. It's time to wish him well. Say you're here in a pinch, but 
you know, let's 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 cut bait. You you okay with that? I'm okay with that. Yeah. Like, baby, I understand you you being there for him, but hey, baby, I'm your man. Yeah, I need me. Yeah, it's, it's, it's stepping on my toes now. Some of that delight. Yeah. Uh, this comes from the west side. Oh yeah, and he's a drunk. <laughs> Stay away from. Him. <laughs> this comes from the west side. West side. It's the Dear drill. I went to visit a guy I was dating. Mm-hmm. Mm. There's no visitor parking available. Okay. He told me to park in any space, even though there were signs stating non-residents would be towed. Uh-oh. He said, don't worry about it, that I'd be there only a few hours. <laughs> Suffice it to say, I got towed. He didn't drive me to the tow yard to retrieve my car, but he didn't offer to pay for my tow charge or even half. Oh. I thought it would have been nice of him to at least offer, and that is not offering... That is not. You're right, though. And that his not offering demonstrated a lack of character. Well, it does, but go back to. The I know d- I chose to believe him at my own risk, and I'm responsible, but I trusted mm. his information. That demonstrate questionable character on his part. Okay, hold on. You're bogging down maybe in the wrong mm-hmm. aspect of character. What's the very beginning? What's the reason she's going over there? What does it uh-huh, say? Uh-huh. She went to visit. She went to visit a friend of hers. A man that she's dating. Yeah, a friends with benefit little booty call meeting is what it sounds like. A little right? slider. Now, that aside, right? Isn't that what it is? <laughs> Call it a slider. But that aside, and because of that, yeah, well, yeah you're going to have no recourse here because he don't care about you. Uh-oh. You're coming over for three hours. He didn't offer to pay for the, the he should have. The you answer should, to your yeah. question is, yeah, he should have paid for the whole thing. He told you to park there. You were his friend with benefit. You're going to his place. I'm assuming he asked you to. And if he tells you to park somewhere and then you get towed, it's not enough to get a ride. Yeah, you got to pay for me to get my car back. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, yeah, never talk to this dude again. I would say uh, that'll be his last time getting that delight. <laughs> okay. No more delight for you. That's where I see that. Uh, Sometimes we have limited info. You know, there's no uh-huh. follow-up questions. Yeah. Do we have time for one more? We do. We do. Oh, all right. One more. Where's this one come from? Sales from Riverside. Oh, Riverside. Oh, let's get artsy. Dear Drill. Ooh. I'm a single parent. Okay. okay. Raising support, five I, young kids. I support single mothers. Five? Okay. Five alone. Wow. I own my home. Uh-huh. Okay. I got a good job. Okay. All right. I'm okay financially. Wackos? Well, good. <laughs> wow. No, it's not. Oh, okay. I was just asking. Dang. Five years ago, after several years of making bad financial decisions, mm-hmm. my folks showed up on my doorstep. Their house had been foreclosed on. I had given them much advice leading up to it. I also offered them advice since then to help them get there on their feet. Mm-hmm. Little of it, the advice has been taken. Living with them, so she's, they're living with her. Ooh. Did you I, say 14 months again? That's, what, how long ago did it happen? Five years oh, ago. Oh, five years? She's, okay. Living with them has triggered issues from my childhood, most of which they contributed to but take no responsibility for. They do pay a little to me in rent. They help with the housework and sometimes watch my kids. But past issues are still evident. And I don't want that example around my kids. I've made it clear for months they have overstayed their welcome. But they argue with me and take no steps to get on their feet. I've tried having meetings with them and my siblings. These end in shouting matches and nothing changes. I know if I evict them, it will likely sever the relationship. Is this my only option? Man, that's a horror. Man, I feel for y'all with dysfunctional family situations out there. I just, I feel right now after hearing that, I just feel blessed that, I mean, every family's got its deal. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You're talking about having to evict your own parents because they're that overbearing and... and Five years. Yeah. I, I, um, look Oof. it. I, I don't know. Again, this is hard. I don't know what issues you're talking about exactly, right? I got the deer drill. 
Uh, I got advice, guys. Sidestepping yeah. a lot of these. I need some hard answers here. Evict I need some them. advice. Evict them. Evict them. Uh, make them get feel uncomfortable. Get them out your life. Go ahead and get your get, get your them out your piece. life. You got freeloading, no good parents <laughs> who have come to you now at this stage and live with you. You got five kids. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Get those two deadbeat dogs out of your life. And if they come back to you, it best be bearing gifts. How about that? <laughs> you uh. I mean, you know, you, you, got, you only get one set of parents, so uh, yeah. Yeah. you want to keep them. Nah. You know what I'm saying? Nah. So you kick them out. Don't, listen. You make them feel uncomfortable. Walk around the house naked. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Do the do out loud. Yeah. You I feel need to me? do it that way. I'm going to get to the point. And I'm going to circle back <laughs> since you want brutal honesty. To the girl who the dude made her pay for the tow throwing. <laughs> uh-huh. Here's what I want her to do. Uh-huh. Saddle up three of her other guy friends Pull and let's up. pay Mr. Wolf Bill out his wallet a visit this Friday night. Oh, yeah. And maybe take his car and park it somewhere and hold his head at the window and he can watch him tow it. <laughs> now we're talking. All right. I don't know what okay. happened to start I gotta this give off. Them, I got to give him what they want. What was the first one? I'll we're go warned on. up. What was the first one? No one knows. <laughs> Oh, nope. that's yeah. Yeah, how about this? Yeah, dude, your wife's a tramp. She's <laughs> messing around with your brother-in-law. Get your house in order. Oh dear. Get your house in order. <laughs> that's uh, drill advice. Uh, the views he of it. the uh, he asked for it. He. People here do Get not reflect the radio station. <laughs> we'll make the turn for home when we come back. Now the two-minute drill, brought to you by Tire Outlet. Tire Outlet is now hiring. Visit tireoutlet.com/careers. Equal opportunity employer. All right. Good morning, Tone. Good morning. NFL playoff weekend. <laughs> yes, it is. We're not there. We're not going to the bank tomorrow, right? Should I we all it, go to the bank tomorrow and just sit there right? like 4.30 I said it is, and pretend we're playing? I said this morning. You know what it feels like? Little Jimmy Jaguar has started tracking Santa on NORAD when he was over Iceland at about 6 o'clock in the evening. And mm-hmm. Jimmy Jaguar goes to bed, and mm-hmm. Santa's making his progress. His sleigh's coming across the Atlantic. And mm-hmm. before he gets to Jacksonville, they shoot Santa's sleigh down. Oh, there no. will be no presents for Jimmy oh, Jaguar. No. The season is over. Oh, dear. Tell me uh, what you guys got out of Friday. Playoff Eve. We'll have uh, Tom McManus in with us as we do each Wonderful. Friday uh, throughout the year. And our question of the day today, asking which of these road underdogs is the most likely to win. Oh, I like that. On Super Wild Card Give weekend, the four we included in the poll. Yes. Green Bay over Dallas. Nope. The Rams over Detroit. Maybe. Miami over Kansas no. City. Mm-hmm. Or Pittsburgh over Buffalo. Mm. Keep it within 10. Crazy weather. I think I, the second one was my best choice. I, hard to pick the road underdogs Rams to win Detroit, no matter who they are. Yeah. yeah. I like the home underdog in, on Monday night. Tampa? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's an interesting one. See what the Eagles have. You know, will they ma- will they man up and say, okay, we'll go back to week seven and play that kind of football? Yeah. What's forgotten about the Eagles though is when even when they were winning, remember they had all those comebacks. They were yeah. barely winning. They may not be all that good. I don't know. It'll be interesting. We'll have a great show. I think the AJ Brown things. Yeah. Serious. Yeah. Have we heard if he's playing yet? He was having an MRI. Like... He had the MRI. Didn't practice yesterday. Yeah. You know they don't play till Monday. That's true. So today's kind of like a Thursday practice for him. This would be the day that you feel like you need to get him back on the field. Good point. Devontae Smith was back in practice full. Mm-hmm. So it looks like he's going to be able to will work go. through it. Hurts is but limited. Yeah. yeah, but who knows what with, exactly that's going to do. But yeah. AJ's a big deal. The yeah. problem with the Eagles, too, is that defense that was so dominant disappeared, man. They had 72 sacks this year. This year, they, I think that's the same as the Jags, I think I saw. I mean, they really, the pressures, the turnovers, the, the sacks, that, that big play defense went bye-bye. Yeah, they can't cover anybody. Yeah. Welcome in, with Mike those, Evans. With those two yeah. great <laughs> corners, too, allegedly. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah well, have a great show. Thank you. Mike and Tony getting ready for Jaguars today. Now, today's takeaways brought to you by Key Buick GMC. 
where our family dealership has been helping families buy vehicles for over 50 years. Jeff! Uh, my takeaway was the uh, epiphany that I had, the first person in the country, uh, with the epiphany. But you know what makes a perfect sense to me for Bill Belichick if they can work it out? The Jets. Quarterback, veteran in play, great running game, and an awesome defense. Um, and you get to play those Patriots twice a year. E! Man, the River City Rumble, man. If y'all can, come out and support two local colleges, JU and UNF. It's mm-hmm. a good time, man. Holla at your boy. I'll be there. And uh, shout out to the uh, FSU football program. Uh, they won't be playing anymore after this year. Dan has given them the death penalty. Yet at the, the same time, has told them to ignore all charges. But if you do go forward, ignore everything. <laughs> Have a good weekend. Yeah, we'll see you later. It's been a GFL Friday.